All right. Get the mic set up here. What is going on, everybody? Hello, hello. I feel like I'm running behind on everything today. Literally everything. Bam. There we go. All right. Hello, hello. Waiting for everyone to to hop on over from the true crime or from uh from the premiere to the true crime talk show. And I want to give a shout out to CR becoming a YouTube member. That is awesome. And I didn't forget, which is awesome. Um, I was just calling Malia to see if she's how close she is to being here. So, yeah, she'll be here any minute. But, uh, yeah, welcome everybody. We'll do the intro real quick and then we'll dive into it. So, welcome to the True Crime Talk Show brought to you by Thought Right Podcast. My name is Brendan. I almost dropped my name there for a second. Um, and uh, you can find us on every podcast platform Spotify, Apple, um, Google, Amazon, and you can find us under Thought Riot, the True Crime and Criminal Culture Podcast, or the True Crime Talk Show. Yeah. <laughs> CH, that was funny. I had to put that in there because you could see Malia was frustrated. <clears throat> But uh, as always lately, I want to give a shout out to um, this Reddit, this subreddit forward slash Brian Koberger Moscow. Um, they've been awesome and they are awesome. And we've been posting, you know, the breakdown to some of our, our live streams and videos on there. Tonight, we're going to be going over the evidence, uh, the crime evidence, the crime scene was contaminated. Um and uh and it it should be good i mean we're gonna go through some of the new court documents that got released we're gonna continue the evidence of the contamination go through some of the pictures of the evidence of the doors being open uh pull up some of the details around proof that shows that having those doors open the front door and the back door in that way the only thing i can hope you guys is I hope that the bedroom doors were shut. I don't think they were, but uh, I, I hope that they were. Because just having that front door and back door open can contaminate the crime scene. And I guess I should back up a little bit in case somebody's watching this on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Google, and you didn't watch the premiere. The premiere was uh, a breakdown of... The uh, Idaho 4 house, so 1122, 
uh, and the crime scene being contaminated. We found some evidence into that contamination. You know, we did a video surrounding the 113 pieces of evidence, uh, physical evidence, and based on statistical averages, that was extremely low, extremely, extremely low. So we wanted to dive into why that could have been. Um, and, uh, I think we found some good evidence as to why and huge shout out to Michael. Let me find that where to go. Okay. Yeah. Huge shout out to Michael gifting five thought right podcast memberships. Michael is the king of the chat. Let me, uh, hop over here to emotes. Bam, bam, bam. Yeah, that emote was made for Michael because he's the king of the chat. Uh, someone asked about my stomach. It It's still bothering me, but, uh, but um, it's, it's okay. It's okay. It, it's not as bad today as it was yesterday. Yesterday was bad. I mean, I was like, I was dying while we were on stream. Okay, Malia's almost here. Yeah, I, I was literally sitting here last night like, oh, I just wanted to curl up into a ball because the cramping was so bad. Um, okay, now we're good. Picking up background. Yeah, too, too many... Uh, too many fruit snacks or something. But um, yeah, going back into the topic real quick, for those of you that watch us on the, the True Crime Talk Show and didn't watch the premiere, uh, there's multiple very easily verifiable pictures out there that prove contamination. So where we got our case information from is uh, there is this... Uh, I think she's a fed. I'm pretty sure she's a fed, uh, a federal agent. And she is one of four people in the entire world that, <clears throat> excuse me, that are part of uh, what she does or, or has the same kind of classification and or trainings into what she has. Um, and, and her focus and expertise is on, um, controlling crime scene and gathering evidence. So we went through what, what her 10 most important things pieces are for controlling that crime scene, managing that crime scene and, uh, and, and making sure that it's not contaminated. And, um, it just in pictures alone, just photo evidence alone, we were able to, to prove that, uh, that there was crime scene contamination. All right, I'm posting email real quick here. All right. Honestly, sometimes it takes us a couple days to get back in um in uh in email. We we usually get back to comments and social media quicker than we do email. But we, we do go through the email and we get back to people. It just takes a couple days. 
Um, yeah, I'll, I'll pull up the document too. So you guys can see who I'm talking about with that lady, that lady cop. Let me see here. There we go. But uh, there, there were multiple things that she suggested that wasn't being done on scene there, right? And and we can do the the quick rundown. We can do the brief rundown of them. Let me pop up my notes here so I make sure I get it down. So uh, the crime scene tape. So what she says is bigger is better. In reference to that, she's talking about whenever you have a crime scene, you want to overextend the crime scene tape, not minimize that crime scene tape. Like, So an example of that in this specific situation is the crime scene tape was initially wrapped directly around the house. They tied it to a uh, ladder on the side that you enter up through the back. And then it's wrapped around the front. I don't know if it's tied to something on the other side, but it comes all the way back around and wraps onto that same ladder. That's too small. Uh, I feel like, I mean, this is just me being judgmental. I'm going to be honest with you guys. But I feel like a cop should have been on scene and been able to, after finding out what happened to the four victims on site there, been able to know that, hey, we shouldn't just be wrapping the house because somebody entered this house somehow. We don't know if it's the front. We don't know if it's the back. We don't know if it's the sides. So let's just wrap this whole dang thing, you know? I And uh, once once they realized that, somewhere along the way, they figured it out because they did block off the street. They did that right. The street was blocked off like it should have been. But... Uh, that was number one. Number two, and this is a big one, is for whatever reason, you guys, the entire day, they left the doors open. I can only assume that they left the doors open and another window on top and another window um, because of how hot it was in there. I don't know if you guys have heard this. This is just gossip. I, I don't have a confirmation of that. But there's been uh, a lot of commentary out there where people have said that for whatever reason, they kept that house at like 80 degrees. I don't know if that's because uh, I don't know if that's because it has poor insulation. I don't know what the reason is, but uh, people have said that house was super hot. So all the doors were open and a couple windows. And that is awful for evidence like absolutely horrible so there and here's an example so there was a crime where they found the victim in a car okay and uh whoever ended that victim knew what they were doing and kept the and cracked all the windows all all the windows um and then threw the keys away from the car and uh I can only, I mean, maybe it's a coincidence. I would assume they did that on purpose because all four windows were down. But uh, because of that, they couldn't get fingerprints. They couldn't get DNA. They couldn't get anything because it was in Seattle and the, the moisture in the air just 
ruined all the evidence inside there. And they and that victim had only been gone for like 12 or 14 hours or something like that. <clears throat> so if you would have showed me before I did this research, if you would have showed me these pictures and said, hey, Brendan, where, where's the mistake here? Uh, for crime scene contamination, I wouldn't have been able to point it out to you. I would have had no idea whatsoever, none. I, I wouldn't have said, been able to say it's definitely these doors left open. But after reading this and doing research into this, it's it's definitely a problem. And I'm shocked that, that it happened. Um, and then uh, the other evidence we have on site is not... There is no confirmation to it. So I can only assume based on how um, I can only assume based on how other. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, thank you for sending that. I will absolutely check that out. It is. Uh, it's just a rundown of. Crime Scene Investigation, A Guide for Law Enforcement. That's incredible. Thank you. Um, I can only assume, right? So one thing that law enforcement always is fighting against you guys, and, and I am pro-law enforcement, but I always feel like I need to, you know, mansplain or, cl or clarify what I'm saying when I'm talking about law enforcement because... Because I'm pro-law enforcement does not mean that I'm willing to blindly believe everything that law enforcement says. Pro-law enforcement, in my definition, is that I will go out of my way to support our boys in blue. I would call them if I have a problem. I would support them. I would do whatever I can to help them. Now, that does not mean that I'm not going to hold them accountable because I support them. I am more likely to hold them accountable. I am more likely to be loud when there's misconduct and corruption. That's because of all the good officers out there don't deserve to be held responsible and, and judge based on all these bad officers jobs. In my opinion, that's just not fair. That's not okay. There are a ton of amazing officers out there. And for the most part, you guys saw that survey that we posted, uh, I think last week, that was a general consensus of people who believe, I think it was asked where, where they most likely believe there's corruption in the U.S. And forty, I think it was 48% of people who took that survey said it was police there wasn't any higher institution so uh, almost half of the u.s based on those statistics believe that police are corrupt so i if i was a good cop out there you guys i would i would probably be going to work every day depressed you know what i mean that's so not fair for all those cops out there that go out of their way to take care of their community, put in the work, work hard, and uh, serve the public, you know? So I, I personally think that being pro-police means you go out of your way to hold them accountable. You go out of your way to hold them accountable. But you got to be fair. You got to be honest. You got to be open. 
And uh, you can hold people accountable in a respectful manner, too, at the same time, you know? Gosh, where's Malia? Make sure she's okay. Let me text her real quick. Yeah, Eli, I... I I think that depending on uh and I'm not going to get into politics. I I refuse to do, to do it, but my response to that is going to be it's going to feel like a political response, but um this question here you guys. So, uh Eli says personally, I think politics would be up there. Um I think based on your demographics, you would probably think that. Um, and I know that's a political answer. I get it. And I don't want to dive into, you know, opinions on on politics and left leaning. Right. I don't want to dig into any of that. But um, that's the only deduction that I can make is that that could have something to do with it, too. You know what I mean? But I, I don't know for sure. I'm not sure. Um. And what's up, Arda Deduction? Hello, hello, and welcome. Malia's finally here, taking her sweet time. And uh, but uh, but yeah, on that on that rant, I totally lost where I was. But I, I want to be clear though, because lately I feel like over the past three weeks, we've given police a hard time. So like we've dug into police and and specifically highlighted areas where police are making mistakes here and it looks awful on Moscow PD it looks awful on anybody involved in this case and then we have this video where we're straight up and attacking the investigation like that's not going over my head i understand that you guys but look being pro police doesn't mean that we're going to pretend that things aren't being done correct it actually means love is accountability you know you got to make sure that these institutions that you care about are being managed and handled the the right way so they don't get a bad rap hey lucia um i'm not i'm feeling better from yesterday but i'm not feeling good yet so um yeah yeah yesterday was tough yesterday was really tough <clears throat> and i have no voice so but uh but yeah, so we were just going over the different investigate. We were going over the different investigation topics of why I believe um, the the crime scene was tainted, that the crime scene was contaminated. Um, and so far, I think I've only got to two because I was about to get into the topics that I'm making assumptions on. Uh, based on the PCA and uh, some of those details, open doors, and then number three is knife sheath, 
for PCA. Thank you, guys. <clears throat> and I'm going to try not to talk like a ton. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll just talk when it matters. Well, I got to go to the bathroom. So you got to talk. You got to welcome everybody. Hey, no, we haven't moved studios we we have one studio and it currently has three different backgrounds um and hopefully if i feel better i would really like to change it up and change the background to um to our 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 pre-recorded topics so we just recently bought some awesome like talk show type chairs and uh like what you would see on daytime tv and uh what we want to do is do a brick background with those chairs to to be in a more comfortable setting for the thought riot podcast um so yeah but i'm gonna use the restroom real quick i'll be right back guys and here's the Topics. If you want to go into that or the new court documents too, we, we need to get into that. Do you have them pulled up uh, or should I pull them up? You can pull them up. I, I would wait because I haven't read them yet. Okay. I wasn't going to read them. I was just going to pull them up. Or maybe I'm not going to pull them up. And thank you guys. Thank you guys. Did Brendan do a poll? Oh, I just need special blessed healing water. Okay. I, I'm just losing it, I guess, because I'm getting sick. I don't even feel sick. Um, this just happens sometimes right before I'm about to get sick. But I don't feel bad. I actually felt pretty good today besides losing my voice. This has happened probably the past five times I've gotten sick. I lost my voice first, and then I got sick, and then everything was better. <laughs> it's really weird. If I talk quietly, it's not so bad. Can you guys hear me if I talk really quietly? <laughs> you won't be able to hear me over Brendan, though. Yeah, that's what I need. I need some tea. I might go make some here in a second.
Yeah, my throat isn't really sore, though. It's literally just my voice. Does apple cider vinegar and warm water work for a voice? Yeah, it's not painful, though. I swear it's not. I'm, I literally just put in a cough drop to try to clear up my voice a little bit. Ginger. Mm-hmm. Gosh. I don't know if we have any ginger tea here, but I'm pretty sure I got some that I can drink later. Have you guys read the new court filings yet? They make a drink at Starbucks called a medicine ball. It is really good for the throat. No way. I didn't know that. Yeah, things are going around. Isn't that weird how that works? All of us just start passing viruses around. You guys probably got me sick. Or the virus I have went through you at one time, which is even trippier. Okay court documents I haven't even read them yet was there anything interesting in them whiskey is the strongest form of an elegic acid it sounds like we're having a serious heart-to-heart -heart talk. I dig it. <laughs> well, hopefully you like being chill with me for a minute because I can't, I can't talk 50 miles an hour like you right now. Yeah, people either have the rant or they don't. I can't, or unless everyone wants to hear my voice crack. No, I... <sighs> I mean, I wouldn't call you a ranter, though. You, you, you think before you speak in general. I don't. I don't need to. I think and speak simultaneously. <laughs> they work at the same time. So that, that's why a lot of stuff I say, I have to correct myself. My mouth and my brain move at the same speed. Well, bad fish bear, you might have to come over here and heal me. <clears throat> okay, so new documents. All right, so <clears throat> we have three documents here. Order denying motion to dismiss indictment for inaccurate instructions to grand jury. 
Also, uh, you guys, if tell me if you're hearing popping in my mic, please, like plosives. The like, if you hear that, um, you turn it out of 45, remember? Yeah, no, I, I did, but I move when I talk. So sometimes if I watch our replay just to see how the audio was, like going through it, um, I've caught a couple. So I, I just want to be aware of it because it's super annoying. Research Dr. Moto Moto water experiment. Um, okay, hold on. Let me write that down real quick. Otherwise, I won't remember that. Dr. Water experiment. <clears throat> okay, gotcha. All right. I guess we'll just go through these one at a time. So first one being order denying motion to dismiss indictment for inaccurate instructions. What do we got here? Ooh, this one's a long one. Yeah. So okay. this is essentially a written follow-up okay. to him denying the motion to dismiss from last time, which was oh, like, Oh, 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 gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I remember now. So, um, when uh, he had the court hearing, that's what he said is uh, he's denying it. So just to recap for everyone, uh, Judge Judge said he's denying it, but um, oh. he's denying it and he appreciated the defense's attempt and uh, angle for attacking this. However, he's going to submit this document at a later time. That's that one, right? Okay. Yep. So uh, I'll just read a, a few key details here. The decision addresses defendant's motion to dismiss indictment for inaccurate instructions to the grand jury. The question of law posed to the court whether the standard of proof, whether the standard of proof for a grand jury to justify an indictment is probable cause or beyond a reasonable doubt based on history, case law, and Idaho criminal rules, specifically rule six, six, eight ICR, the standard of proof for grand jury to indict is probable cause cause. Therefore the motion is denied. Okay. So procedural background. I don't think we need the procedural background. That was a procedure uh, analysis. Koberger claims the standard of proof for a grand jury to return an indictment is beyond a reasonable doubt. And because the grand jury in this case was instructed that the standard of proof was probable cause and found there was probable cause to return an indictment, Koberger argues that the indictment must be dismissed. The state disputes Koberger's argument and asserts that the probable cause for an indictment is settled law in Idaho, which oh, I hate settled law. There is no dispute that in this case, the standard applied by the grand jury to justify the indictment was probable cause. Koberger first relies on the Idaho Constitution and the plain language of the statute for his argument. Article 1, Section 8 of the Idaho Constitution in part states that no person shall be held to answer for any felony or criminal offense of any grade unless on presentment or indictment of a grand jury or on information of the public prosecutor. 
After a commitment by a magistrate, the language obviously does not define the standard of proof for the grand jury. But Koberger claims the language of Idaho Code Section 19.1107 does. Here's the entire statute. I'm not going to read that entire statute, you guys, unless you really want me to. Wait, go back up. Wasn't it just like a short little thing? Oh, yeah. Well. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. The grand jury ought to find an indictment when all the evidence before them taken together, if unexplained or uncontradicted, would in their judgment warrant a conviction by trial. What? Jury. That's so stupid, though, because a defense a defense team can't go in there and give, like, they can't contradict it. Well. How is it going to be contradicted without another side to contradict it? No, I, I agree with you. And I think there's another important point right here that says when all the evidence before them taken together. Okay, so the grand jury asked for more evidence. So are they referring to all evidence as all evidence as it pertains to Brian Koberger? Or are they referring to all evidence as pertains to the entire case? That would be my argument. What does all mean? You can't you can't use vague terminology like all. What does all mean? What does all mean? But also, I mean, if you guys watched our videos on the grand jury, you know how we feel about them. We don't think they should be around anymore. Um, they're not any good. You can indict a ham sandwich. If the evidence is good enough, it should stand up to a preliminary hearing. Hey, Heather. Glad you made it. Hey, sorry, my voice. I'm not feeling sick or anything, but my voice is kind of messed up because I'm getting sick. Okay, so I guess I will read this. Um, again, the statutory language does not state that the standard of proof is beyond a reasonable doubt. The legal standard of proof for a criminal jury trial. However, Koberger asserts that the warrant conviction means that to find an indictment, a grand jury must find the accused guilty beyond a reasonable doubt. First of all, the word warrant carries many definitions. For example, the plain language of warrant means justification for an action grounds, the American Heritage Dictionary. Also, others are consistent. That's so shady, kind of. Because uh, definitions evolve, so... I don't want to get into that. Justification for an action or a belief grounds something that provides assurance or confirmation, a guarantee of proof. To provide adequate grounds for justify, synonym of, just, of justify. To demonstrate sufficient legal reason for an action taken, synonym of warrant. Okay. Black's Law Dictionary also defines warrant to justify. The conduct warrants a presumption of negligence. Warrant, Black Law, uh, these definitions have not significantly changed for over 100 years. Thus, the plain language of the word warrant easily means that after hearing the evidence, a grand jury would, in their judgment, be justified to send the accused to trial by a trial jury. Koberger seems to miss this additional language of the statute statute by a jury by a trial jury the additional language provides the broader context of warrant a conviction by a trial jury not a grand jury one definition of probable cause is a reasonable ground for belief in the existence of facts warranting the proceed proceeds complained of this is precisely what grand juries are charged to determine i mean they are now 
The grand jury is not a trial jury. Its function is to screen whether or not there is sufficient evidence to proceed to trial. The grand jury is baked into our United States Constitution, Amendment 5. No person shall be held to answer for a capital or otherwise infamous crime unless on a presentment or <laughs> indictment of a grand jury. That's kind of shady they include that. That they include the, the grand jury... United States Constitution Amendment 5, because they're, they're mixing these definitions. So when the grand jury was created, based on our video that we did, that grand jury was there to uh, make sure that defendants were being treated fairly. Like, it's literally there for the defendant, not the prosecution. Well, it's there but for both. I, I mean, it is there for both, but it impacts the defendant. And... uh obviously but um in the beginning of this in the be beginning of this document he says that the current working law is this but then supports that argument with the original US constitution definition of what a grand jury is do you get where i'm Going with that, so the working law is an ever-changing, ever-evolving law. Every time a judge makes uh, a new ruling, that ruling goes into uh, a, a record of history of law, okay? So, um, gosh, I wish I had the definition of this. Uh, our legal system is called something specific, you guys. I wish I knew, but it's it's always evolving, it's always changing, and it's always moving. And every single time a judge makes uh, a ruling, it changes that law. It sets precedence. It sets precedence, absolutely. So it's kind of shady because the defense brought this forward using the original definition of the grand jury and saying, hey... This is the original definition of the grand jury, and that grand jury was created in this manner to do this thing, okay, without getting into the definitions of what that thing is or and what the manner is. Um, and judge judge says, well, hey, that that's something that you need to take up with the state because – uh, that is not how our law functions anymore. That is not what we're using currently, and this is why. Um, but then when he creates his response, he uses the original definition of a grand jury from the United States Constitution. I don't know. It just law is so shady. Um, and I wanted to say, yes, we know, CH, that this isn't about the contents of the evidence. Um, yeah, this is what it's about. But I we were just mentioning that in that statue that he was talking about, when you just say all evidence, it could be more subjective than just saying all evidence. Correct. Yep. 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 So, yeah, I was just using that um, because that was a major point of contention within the grand jury was that the grand jury asked for more evidence and it by that definition right there, they should have been able to get more evidence, or at least that's what I would have argued. They should have been able to have it all. Yeah, all evidence. Not Koberger evidence, but literally all evidence. Um. Okay, so we have the definition of the grand jury in Article 1, Section 8, and the procedure of the grand jury have evolved over the years. Yes, yes. 
I would suggest you watch our grand jury video, you guys, if you want to see the evolution of the grand jury. To where now it the grand jury is no longer there really to support the defendant. It is there as a tool for the prosecution due to the fact that the rulings change every time a judge makes a ruling. It has slowly over time turned into a a tool for the prosecution to get around situations where they don't have enough evidence. So shady. Well, it's like the easiest, lazy laziest way for them to get an indictment yep yep and then this is what i was talking about with like workable or the the current legal precedents where they just cite case files yeah that's like every document yeah, yeah it's super shady and honestly it's uh that's how every all of them do it what do you mean yeah and Overall, I think our legal system has flaws, major flaws. You think them citing cases makes it, you think that's a flaw? Yes, because that makes our, our, our legal system subjective. It should be subjective. No, it should evidence, not. Evidence, evidence is objective. Evidence should be objective. But as far as making decisions in particular cases, I think that there should be a certain amount of subjectivity. See, I don't agree. I think that I, I understand why people feel like that. But I think that's the problem in our justice system is that we aren't focused on the objectivity of the evidence. See, we should be looking at our legal system and or courts to allow to cause our evidence to guide our decision. When we're being subjective, focusing on the person and or rulings of the past, then we lose the objectivity of the evidence. And, and in my opinion, I think that our justice system should be focused on the evidence at all times. It should be evidence-led and evidence-focused. And that evidence needs to be looked at only objectively to come to the conclusion of, you know, is this person guilty or not? Yeah. I mean, I see what you're saying. I just think that's really hard to accomplish no way the way that we do law now is so much harder the way that we do law now if you're a lawyer i mean you have to have every major case that's ever happened ever in the history of america to be able to go back and support your argument with to build a subjective argument with case studies that support your argument that amount of knowledge, like, I think I love law, okay? Even though I think it's shady, I, I like it. But um, it because I my memory is so bad, do I think I would be able to be, like, a successful lawyer without being able to, uh, you know, do all my research beforehand? Would I ever be able to, like, come off the fly with, with memories of past cases? Absolutely not. I just cannot remember things like that and i think the best lawyers are probably the ones with the best memories because of that so and and here's an example okay so let's say i was going to court okay and i'm just going to give us a, a stupid outline 
let's say, uh, you know, I was a lawyer and my defendant stole a pack of gum and uh, I believe and I wanted to place the argument that the cops set him up. So then um, one of the pieces of evidence, the key pieces of evidence was uh, video footage. Right. And the prosecution is arguing that they need to protect the owner of that video footage, that security footage that they have, uh, because they don't want their name out there, whatever, then I'm going to bring my subjective argument to the case and say, um, you know, that doesn't apply because of this case here that shows in 1972, this judge ruled in favor of this defendant uh, proving that that if you're a citizen of the USA, then you have a you have a re you're required to bring forward your evidence and and supply your name and and all this information, right? Just super vague, whatever. Okay, so then let's say I wanted to make the argument that um, in that same scenario that my defendant wasn't actually stealing the gum that, you know, it, it was something else going on. It, they, they were in fear for their life in that store. So without thinking they ran out for the safety of themselves and forgot to pay for it and forgot to drop it in fear or whatever. Right. Then I'm going to go find case studies that are going to support that, that, that provides evidence that in the past, if my defendant is in a fear for their life or whatever state, um, that that needs to be taken into consideration and gives the defendant the chance to then pay for that gum and move forward without charges. Do you know what I mean? Sorry, that's super long winded, but I wanted to be able to give two different examples of a single situation with two completely different approaches and what makes it hyper subjective and and not fair not just black or white is the fact that you're just going to gather evidence from past case files that are going to support whatever argument you're giving yeah but they also have real evidence too like i they mean have both I would call any of that real evidence. Our law, I think, is based off precedent because they want it to be ever evolving and changing um, to like fit with like if this doesn't work, we can change it. If this doesn't work, we can change it. Like. Sounds kind of smart to me. Not me. Not me. It does not sound smart. To Your me. idea to me sounds like inevitably it would become oppressive. Because how, what would be the easy ways to change things then? What do you mean? What would be the easy things to easy ways to change things? Like, cause you're still going to have law. Yeah, of course you're still going to have law, but creating an objectively focused justice system that is supported by evidence and not, you know, case, subjective case, case law. study case law that doesn't inherently make it oppressive. The only thing that's going to make it oppressive is if you're oppressing the people. 
just just because you're <laughs> that was literally word salad in <laughs> no sense it makes perfect sense you're saying that it sounds oppressive but what is oppressive about objectively following evidence i didn't say it sounds oppressive i said eventually i think it could become oppressive because with the current system things are easily changed like a judge that sounds can oppressive make a ruling well, you're right, but there's also more checks. Like we have, like how is there the more appeal? Checks? The appeal process. We have, you know, you could still have an appeal though, even if you're following objectivity. I'm but just saying, a law that's ever evolving and ever changing is more likely to be oppressive than a law that is. I mean, I want. I mean, I just I think that trials are based off evidence, not the lawyers aren't in there during a trial, just citing case law the whole time. They're talking about evidence. They're bringing experts. They may be doing this in court filings, but I've never seen a trial where they just stand there and cite case okay, law well, the whole time. OK, well, let me ask you this. If you have two defendants that committed a crime together and robbed a bank all right and one of them has 10 million dollars sitting in the bank and the other one has 10 dollars sitting in the bank who's more likely to get off not the one with money right why what do you mean why because they can pay somebody to do what to let them off no because what? they can pay a lawyer that is better at being subjective in the way that they present their case to then get them off. Okay. So going back to what your argument was, I think that our current system is more oppressive. Yeah, but your your argument had nothing to do with the way lawyers are chosen or how you get to choose a lawyer. So now you're just bringing that up out of thin air to try to solidify your argument. No. How we're, did the, we're what, comparing our current system versus a potentially different and more fair system. So I'm comparing our current system. It's not pulled up out of nowhere. I'm comparing our current system that uh, has more oppression overall it, with capitalism baked into it um currently i feel like that's a relevant example not when you're talking about objectivity and evidence and then you randomly bring up yeah. lawyers and how okay, you can pay one they and did get the off same easier. crime they did the same crime yeah okay so the one that if it if it was objectively judged and managed then they would get the same sentence Okay. But they don't. And that is a subjective approach. Yeah. It is. That's all I was trying to get to. Okay. <laughs> okay, so. I don't know. I, I think our current system needs some help, but I I don't know. I don't know about your idea. I mean, look, to, to be fair. I'm not a lawyer. To so. be, I'm not either. But to be fair, the unknown is always scarier. All right. I'm not calling for a revolution. I don't think we should overthrow the, our justice system. I think that the way forward is to, yes, create small incremental change to work towards the betterment of the people 
And uh, I we're already this far in. There is no way out of it. But I think in a situation where we'd be able to redo our system, then our current system needs to be thrown away because it is not fair. And it's been proven not fair for multiple different reasons. Yeah, I don't think it needs to be thrown away. I just think there needs to be major adjustments. Or if you throw it away, then you can. I just don't think that currently that any system we have in America is ever going to just get thrown away of unless there's not. a literal re like revolution or apocalypse. Yeah. Um, we just have to work with what we have and try to make it better every way we can. Absolutely. I agree because yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> what? So, I mean, they were denied. We already yeah. knew this. So what are the other two documents? That's a good point, plumbing. But it's kind of sucky that if you're broke, you have to get lucky <laughs> to get a good public defender. Because <laughs> some public defenders, man... Oh, there are not great. Yeah, like ninety-five percent of them aren't. And yeah. and Taylor's an anomaly. So there are great public defenders out there, but they, I, it's probably literally five percent of them are out there. Because what tends to happen is when you're not a good enough lawyer, you don't get picked up by uh by reliable well-paying uh industry leading law firms you know what i mean okay so um order taking judicial notice of case admin in order for the court to assess the arguments of defendant's motion to dismiss indictment on grounds of error and grand jury instructions or in the alternative remand for the preliminary hearing and motion to dismiss indictment on grounds of a biased grand jury inadmissible evidence, lack of sufficient evidence, and prosecutorial misconduct in withholding exculpatory evidence, the court needed to have access to the grand jury proceedings and evidence to accommodate the need. The state submitted a motion to take judicial notice of the grand jury record. Without objection, the court, as requested by the state, takes judicial notice under Rule 201-2 IRE of the grand jury transcript transcripts and audio recording the exhibits the jury instructions and the jury questionnaires contained in admin the state has provided the same information to the defense well that's interesting wait it said denied right um what did that say order taking judicial notice of case Okay, denying. Okay, there we go. So the next one is them denying it. Or the judge denying it. I was going to say, I kind of didn't really quite understand the point of that document. Yeah, I think it's a response to two different... That was like the secret hearing, right? Yep. yep. That we weren't allowed to know about? Yep. Yep. Correct. Yeah, yeah. 
All right. So on August 23rd, 2023, Koberger filed a motion to dismiss indictment on grounds of biased grand jury, inadmissible evidence, lack of sufficient evidence and prosecutorial misconduct in withholding uh, exculpatory evidence. On September 14th, 2023, the state filed an objection to the defendant's second motion to dismiss indictment. On September 20th, 2023, Koberger filed a reply to the state's objection. A hearing on the motion was held on October 26, 2023. Koberger was represented by Ann Taylor, Jay Logsdon, and Alyssa Masseth. Sorry if I hacked that. The state was represented by William Thompson, uh, Ashley Jennings, Jeff Nye, and Ingrid Beatty. This hearing was closed to the public and media cameras to protect the secrecy of the grand jury proceedings. The decision will also be sealed. However, the results of that decision are addressed in the public order for the public's benefit. Koberger has failed to successfully challenge the indictment on grounds of juror bias, lack of sufficient in, uh, admissible evidence, or prosecutorial misconduct. Koberger was indicted by an impartial grand jury who had sufficient admissible evidence to find probable cause to believe Koberger committed the crimes alleged by the state. Further, the state did not engage in prosecutorial misconduct in presenting their case to the jury. So this is for the most part is everything that we already knew. There's not much over uh there's not much new information coming out here on these documents. It's just some of the information that we were expecting to hear about based on what we saw in uh in court. Mm -hmm. So th these are just follow-ups essentially from September and October. It Basically. sounds like it started in October and they followed up from September into October. Um, well, Judge Judge did. Yep, yep, Judge Judge did. Um, but in my opinion, you guys, this is pretty standard. Um, it's pretty standard of what we would expect to see from the defense. It, there's nothing additional here that i think you know brings up any concern in the trial whether it's defense or prosecution this is just one of those documents that kind of keeps us at stalemate there's not a lot moving we knew this was going on yep so um other than like the details in that first document but really that doesn't have anything to do with this case in particular it more has to do with grand juries in general and uh the current law you know i'm curious how much is going on behind the scenes of the case um because it feels pretty dead right now like it's moving pretty slow um i mean but behind the scenes i wonder if it, how slow it's moving yeah yeah uh i mean the defense team is in full investigation mode their investigators are on it they just got access to the house and um you know they're doing their own investigation which is incredible and the company that's doing it is an incredible company an absolutely incredible company that functions nationally on a national scale and uh some of the cases that they were able to prove in their favor have been some high priority cases. So what company? I don't have that information pulled up in front of me right now. Oh, okay. But 
Yeah, maybe I'll do a video on going through that investigation company. All right, so got through the new documents. Then let's get into the continued evidence. What is up with that hot dog? What are you talking about? What hot dog? What hot dog? Do you guys see a hot dog? I don't see a hot dog. I see a hot dog with teeth. What? And mustard. Who did this thumb? Clearly not me. Yeah, right. I I think it would most likely be you. I don't like hot dogs. My eyes aren't blue. That's clearly you. <laughs> Oh, you're trying to claim that's me? Yeah, I mean, look at it. It's Malia. It's a Malia. It's a it's a hot Malia dog. My eyes aren't blue. My eyes aren't blue either. They're like gray, green, navy blue. I have really weird colored eyes. Yeah. Okay. So let's get into the information here. Jay Ray said it's probably me, y'all. Don't trip. <laughs> oh, that was such a weird laugh. It was like squeaky like a teenage boy. All right, so one of the, one of the biggest pieces of evidence I think you guys is in the National Criminal Justice Reference documents that I was pulling up, right? And this was really really hard information to find. I didn't get a lot of information to follow up with. Um normally when I'm researching something, I'm able to find information about it. And then re-verify that information, uh, double-check and re-verify that information with multiple sources. Now, I literally could only find one reliable source, one single reliable source here, talking about the average pieces of physical evidence, okay? And uh, I think we've talked about this before, how it broke down what physical evidence totals look like and how... In a single homicide, the average pieces of physical evidence are like 100 to 150 when there is a suspect. Now, when you're looking at uh, physical evidence for a homicide that doesn't have a suspect, that expected physical evidence count almost doubles for one, for one person. That's so wild. It's, it, it's a lot more. I than... agree. It's super wild. And I included like the math on here, right? And this was this was our generous ratio. Look at your face. Yeah, I'm looking at the ratio. What do you mean? I knew where it was gonna go. Um okay, so um 
what we would expect to see on the higher end of the scale here is when you have uh, a homicide and in that homicide you don't have a suspect on average the expected overall physical pieces of evidence is between 220 and 250 pieces of physical evidence so i took this figure on the low end here and i did 220 times four victims right that gives us 880 pieces of physical evidence uh, and that's the low end. If we're looking at the high end, the high end would be a thousand. So technically, it's actually 880 to 1,000 pieces of physical evidence is what we would expect to see based on that documentation. Now, what we actually have is 113 pieces of physical evidence. So 10%, between 10 and 20% of what we should have. That is so scary, you guys. Now, I broke it out. I broke it down even further into like the the generous ratio. And the reason why I did that is because if we're being honest here, the there were two crime scenes within the main scene, right? So you have one room and two room. So yeah, maybe that changes or alters the overall amount of pieces of physical evidence we would expect to see. So even if you only take two crime scenes and uh, times that by what we actually gained, you're still at 440 pieces of evidence to 500 versus 113, which that brings huge concerns, like massive concerns. and. It makes me, I don't know if it makes you guys feel this way, but it makes me wonder why right away. Why? Yeah. Why? For sure. It makes me wonder too. There's a reason for everything. Everything. So how did they only get 113 pieces of evidence? I know that we've talked about this before. I know that we've touched on it before. And it doesn't make sense when uh, how many different items were in that house like a ton of items were in that house i mean it's a house full of girls dude like it exactly it's a house exactly. full of women with makeup and little knickknacks and decorations like this ain't a frat boy house okay they got decorations they got all kinds of things you know i just it doesn't make sense and with like, you know, blood splatter, just anything that looks like they should maybe take it or they're questioning if they should take it. Technically, they're supposed to take it. Yeah. When in doubt, over collect. Absolutely. 100%. 100%. And there was. Oh, that's that's another thing, too, is uh, what I guess we can move on to that. So. Um, OK, going into. Let me find it. Hang on here. The crime scene tape. All right. So. Exactly. Even specs of. BLO, I, I agree 100%. So 
going into the actual crime scene management and and when we were talking about this we were both kind of blown away with this but um the fact that one of the biggest things that that expert said was bigger is better in relation to taping off the crime scene yeah we saw literally the opposite at this crime scene yep the opposite they started small and then made it bigger they did they yeah. literally just did around the house like they remember you guys right here they um they tied it to the ladder so it was literally just the home and then they started expanding it which is really strange to do that yeah i i get what you're saying jay ray so she basically was saying that they're young they probably don't have that much stuff yet they still have like rooms at their parents house and you know stuff like that but um it i mean it does seem like they had quite a bit of stuff i don't know about kaylee's room but maddie's rooms seem to have quite a bit of stuff i don't know what dylan and bethany's rooms look like how long had they lived there because i think that's an important question to ask and i know like you know, I don't know how much money they had to go to college with, but I mean, when you look at a lot of the rooms of college kids that go to the University of Idaho, just from pictures I've seen, they're like really well decorated and put together. Yeah. Like really well, but I don't know. Yeah. We haven't, I haven't actually seen their rooms. Um, not all of them. So. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, I've seen some of them in videos that were online. Um, now, I do have one question that that's off to. It's a little bit of side action here. Um, three months. Okay. Dylan and Bethany were there for three months. Okay, what's your side action? Is what there's the is there's images of supposedly investigators searching through trash. Looking for the knife. At the trash dump. At the trash dump? Yeah. Did yep. they lose the knife? I, I don't know. I'm not sure what that could be. But it, it, in my opinion, if the crime scene was controlled, was it a trash pickup day or something like that? Did the crime happen and then trash was picked up? Like, what's the reason that in a crime scene that they found out the same time that it happened that they would need to go to the trash dump to search through trash. That's crazy. I, I feel like it's kind of weird too. I don't know. Are they, did they start searching through trash under the assumption that whoever did this crime threw something away and then they're hoping to, you know, get a hail Mary because that's a hail Mary. Like that is literally a needle in a haystack. Hmm. Weird. It's really strange. Really, 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 really strange. I don't know what to think of that. That makes me feel like they accidentally threw something away. I agreed. I don't know. It doesn't make sense other than the fact of a mistake was made. Something isn't adding up. What's going on? What if it was the knife sheath? Wouldn't oh, that be man. so ridiculous? That would be. That would. They be had to go retrieve it up. from the trash. They accidentally threw it away. 
the knife sheath. Joking, obviously. Yeah, um, I was. I was joking. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I. I mean, I find it very interesting, and I also don't completely understand it. Uh, it 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 doesn't make a lot of sense for me. But this is a real picture, you guys. This is an actual picture of them searching in in the dump. No, they can search the trash anytime they want. It's a crime scene. And if um, it's not in the curtilage of your property, meaning the area, like if you take it out to the curb, okay, is no longer in the curtilage of your little bubble of reasonable expectation of privacy to where they're not walking up to your home, uh, they can search anybody's trash they want as long as it's to the curb. It doesn't have to go to the dump. Yep. Once you release it, it is officially free game. Or do you think they were searching Brian Koberger's trash at the dump from his that apartment? Quick? I think they knew about him very early. Well, on. that that changes everything, though. So what? So what day was that that they were searching uh, trash? I at think the it dump? was the third, the uh, the sixteenth uh, or. I need to I need to pull that up. I think it was the 16th, I think. It was the 16th. So 3 days after. Um I don't know. It's really strange though, right? Really strange. And uh going back to our original argument here with cordoning off the house, you guys, I I don't know if you guys are making the connection here, but uh 113 pieces of evidence could happen because of multiple different factors. Either one, we have a criminal mastermind that was so efficient and so effective at controlling a crime scene, they literally left no evidence at all. Nothing, period, point blank, zip, nada, zilch, nothing. Or two... The crime scene was fudged. It was messed up. It was contaminated. Mistakes were made. They didn't have any evidence because it was so contaminated. And that's why I did that poll earlier, you guys. With the intention of this video coming out, we did... Uh, We did this poll here, right? So Idaho 4, Brian Koberger, do you believe the crime scene at 1122 King or Queen Road was or could have been contaminated? And overwhelmingly, 79% says yes. 3% says maybe. I, I think it doesn't matter, typo. I think it doesn't matter because this is a frame job. 7% says no. 9% says maybe that could be why something doesn't feel right. And 2% say other. Yeah, I, I agree, Plumbing. I think that uh, there, there is also the possibility and or potential that there could be some kind of cleaning or whatnot after. I think that's definitely always a possibility. There, there's 
people are trying to find reasons, which obviously people want answers and are trying to find reasons. And uh, it, it doesn't mean anybody's attacking the surviving roommates, the ones that have been, you know, left alive through that night. But it is very uncommon. This is so uncommon to have a crime of this magnitude and or nature, which brings smells, sounds, all kinds of stuff to go eight hours, right? Um, without contacting police. So, yeah, I think a lot of people want to understand why they don't get it. It's not making a lot of sense. I'm just trying to make sense of the 113 pieces of evidence. There's a few things out there that I have a really hard time letting go. One of them is the evidence and, and the crime scene management on site. I have a really hard time letting that go because it doesn't make sense. Statistically, it doesn't add up. Something is going on there. When we look at and and it it's it's not a little concern. It is major, you guys. And that's not a minor 20% fluctuation in national statistics. This is 10% of what the expectation is. At best, 10%. The, there's problems here. There's something going on. And, and I understand that there's this narrative that you know, Brian Koberger being a criminology student was a mastermind and he was so good at, at this crime that he didn't leave any evidence. But in my opinion, are we sure that this isn't law enforcement trying to circumvent blame? Because really what could be going on is that the entire crime scene was managed incorrectly. The entire crime scene was flawed from the very beginning. The entire crime scene was contaminated. I'm I have felt like that from the very beginning. And it it makes me wonder if a contaminated, messed up crime scene is the reason for a lot of these concerns that we have. Could be. Is it the prosecution that knows Koberger is guilty, but knows that the crime scene was messed up and knows that there are some major holes and question marks around the police officers and investigation, and they don't want to ask and or open up questions that could force a prosecutor to then investigate the police officers, which could then get uh, a guilty person off. You know what I mean? Going down that chain, it maybe Koberger is guilty and they're terrified of letting him out. Or could this be a really tight small town? Like I've seen a, some, some of you guys say that already. And I feel like we see a lot of issues come out of small towns where everybody knows everybody. 
everybody is everyone's friend. That's a dangerous mix when you're trying to convict somebody in this nature with a flawed crime scene and everybody knows everybody. It's too easy to approach somebody and say, hey, we really need to get this guy. So one thing I want to mention, because I um, I saw this and Bobby, that's a good point. I think a very basic point that is being overlooked yeah. is that he was a student, not an expert. But I have to argue this with facts. And that is Koberger was going for a Ph.D., meaning he already had a master's, which was he was over educating himself at that point, depending on the career he wanted. OK, if you wanted to be some kind of forensic scientist, I guess not. Um, uh, but most employers of criminal investigators are satisfied with a GED or high school diploma. And if you want to go work for the FBI, then they want a bachelor's. You don't even need a master's. He was going for a PhD. So he had more well, education than most investigators investigating this case. Yeah, maybe he was trying to, maybe he was going into a specialty though. But yep. yeah, I agree with you. I think basics, he's probably way, way, way overqualified. But the fact that he was going for uh, cloud computing, which... I was a minor, but yes. We'll go, yeah, but in order to get that minor, you first have to be trained on technology education and that's that's a very 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 important part right there you guys that i've theorized just complete theory here okay is a cloud forensic a cloud forensics investigator what my face a cloud forensics investigator is a technology investigate is the a uh a what's it called i don't know i'm drawing a blank right now a technology um expert is is a technology expert you couldn't think of expert well no that just that just fit fits. the bill yeah okay. yeah yeah it works but um, yeah he doesn't have experience right that that is a difference yeah yeah and that experience agreed. matters you you know what's interesting is you know that the uh phd criminology students had access to all the public and law enforcement cameras on the colleges they did yeah yes so, you know, what's interesting is that if that were the case and Brian Koberger is a stalker, wouldn't it be easier to stalk in Washington? Way easier. Way easier. He had access to those cameras. But he didn't have access to the Moscow cameras? I... I would be surprised. That's a different state, different police department, different different, uni different university. Yeah, yeah. So I would be really surprised. Um, but uh, but yeah, it and right, J Ray, absolutely, an associate's degree in cloud-based forensics. But uh, cloud-based forensics has prerequisites. So he is a technology expert. Before you can get to cloud-based forensics, you cannot just 
go to college and say, I want to sign up to learn cloud-based forensics, you have to first expert yourself in technology investigations. In Tennessee, um, actually, blood swabs and fingerprints are physical evidence, which is why 113 bothers us. Yeah. Is because... That includes every single yep. thing that they swabbed, every fingerprint they gathered, the latent shoe print, all of those things are included in the physical evidence. Absolutely, 100%. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, the only reason why we know that is because on our video, the 113 pieces of evidence that we did uh, like two or three weeks ago, um, we verified that. And physical evidence, when being talked about in case files in court uh the rule of thumb is if you can pick it up it's physical evidence so that includes all dna tests that includes all uh bodily fluids and everything like that um which is insane you guys this was a party house a party house i am so blown that it it it, I'm so blown away that we don't have 50 different profiles of, you, no, you're right. It is called, it's not called bio evidence. It's actually called trace evidence. Uh, bio is an even smaller category, but trace evidence and bio evidence is physical evidence. Right. So all of that evidence fits into physical evidence categories. So when you're looking at uh, case, when you're looking at case documents within the court system or whatnot, when they say physical evidence, it includes everything, yeah, everything because, that can be picked up. Yeah, because when they they talk about it, including like from three dumpsters, the house, and um, they don't have like when they you read everything that's within that their evidence inventory they list documents they look they list digital evidence and then they list physical they don't break it down into trace or bio or anything like that like you're saying which you're correct but they here. lump it all into just physical evidence yeah here you go so what is physical evidence? Physical evidence is evidence that can be seen, held, or observed in a crime scene. The main types of physical evidence are trace, biological, and comparative. So all of those are physical evidence. Are fingerprints physical evidence? Fingerprints are physical evidence. Fingerprints can be used as biological touch DNA or collected as a latent fingerprint. If a fingerprint is collected for DNA, it cannot be processed as a latent fingerprint and vice versa. What are the five examples of physical evidence? Physical evidence can be biological, trace, or comparative. Physical uh, examples include footsteps, fingerprints, blood, broken glass, paint chips, or an open door. What are the five types of... Oh, that was examples. What are the five types of physical evidence? The main types of physical evidence are biological trace, comparative, conditional, and latent fingerprints. Latent fingerprints and conditional are often placed under comparative evidence as they compare items or circumstances. How do you describe physical evidence? Physical evidence is evidence that can be seen, touched, or observed in a crime scene physical evidence can be easily contaminated on the scene during the collection and processing or over time what is the difference between physical evidence and trace evidence trace evidence is a type of physical evidence trace evidence is physical evidence that is caused by two items coming in contact 
hair and paint chips are examples of trace evidence. And if you would have asked me this before I did the 113 pieces of physical evidence, I would I would have never known this. I had no idea. We we just learned about this when we were doing that video. And I find it super interesting that, you know, for anybody going forward, the rule of thumb is if you can pick it up, it's physical evidence. Um, so it, it sounds like the main piece of physical evidence in the Murdoch case was the white T-shirt, but there were other forms of physical evidence. I just can't find a list. Yeah, uh, or we'd a have number. to pull up the, the court documents. I yeah, got to go to the bathroom. I would have to pull those up. It's not readily available on Google. Um, it sounds like there was there was more though. It, if they only had a bloody T-shirt, that's kind of messed up. Like the cop, whoever cops were on that crime scene, why would they have not collected more than a bloody T-shirt? That was on Alec. That's kind of not okay <laughs> yeah and i'm sure it can be classified slightly differently in different states ian you're probably right yeah but what he just read showed that bio evidence was included in physical evidence it's all, even if it is a separate, like, even if there's subcategories of physical evidence, it's still all lumped into that 113 number. Yeah, digital isn't part of no, uh, the physical, physical evidence. Yeah. <clears throat> I meant to tell you guys, too. So coming up, we will have to do things a little bit different because I, I ended up, um, I ended up getting what I was waiting to find out so um you know i gotta go through uh i gotta go through training for the cia <laughs> you're so dumb yeah the cia wants me to um build social media profiles for them and get them off the ground graduate j ray just do it just do it oh god i i don't agree my, my degree was the biggest waste man dude she only has 10 credits left to go i mean okay, why not it, it depends on what your what job you're going for right psychology i'm okay i get it but i'm in sales so all they care about is if I'm good and I can prove I'm good. Um, but for another industry, it there might be minimum requirements for bachelors. And it, yes, in that case, absolutely. I mean, if you're that close, just knock it out of the park. You're super smart. Yeah, you're right, CH. But I think what Brennan was saying that um, to do cloud, you have to have that digital forensics yep. background. Yep. Yep. Like so you need that an, basis of understanding to even be able to start to comprehend cloud forensics is basically what he was saying. Yep. Yep. So he is a uh, technology expert for even being in that program and or minor. The only way he would be able to do it 
is if he uh, is if he uh, already had a baseline and understanding of of that. So, but no, really, well, uh, we probably won't be doing pre-recorded content as much because uh, I really do have to go in a training program. So, um, and the date is classified. So, okay, getting back into what we were talking about, um. Brian Koberger being an expert on uh, technology, right? Isn't that interesting? The fact that he had access to cameras. That's crazy. Super crazy. I found it wild that they're claiming he is this stalker, okay? And he could be, you guys. I want to be very clear. Remember, I don't think I've given my daily statement yet today that we are not pushing for Koberger's innocence. We are not pushing for his guilt. We are just trying to objectively look at the information and facts as they apply in front of us to follow that and, you know, best find out the who, what, where, why, and everything in between uh, with this case. And I believe that objectively following that evidence will get us to the right person in the end, which is and should be, yes, uh, love Tina, true justice, exactly, true justice. And uh, I think the only way to do that is to investigate the investigators. Look at how they're coming to these conclusions and why. Yeah. And why. For sure. So... Um, yeah, but okay. So, but what I was saying about Koberger, isn't it, isn't it And a lot of these ideas, you guys, it's us think tanking, right? And I know a lot of you already know what we're doing. I, we just had, we get a lot of new people on here from like Spotify, Apple, our, our trajectory on those podcast platforms is insane. Like it is it's insane how, how good it's doing on those uh, international platforms. But for new people in here, I don't want them to hop on here and be like, what is this dude talking about? You know what I mean? When we're think tanking an idea, going down a rabbit hole, shooting off into outer space, into different possibilities and opinions and theories and everything like that. And we believe that in order to come to a sound conclusion, you got to be able to chew on all the information, all of it every piece of it even if it seems dumb using delphi as an example like that odinist theory does it sound ridiculous absolutely it's insane to think that somebody ended two perfect amazing young children because of beliefs of old gods like what it's that's ridiculous. It sounds ridiculous. My initial thought when that came out was like, yeah, okay, whatever. That what a great ploy by the defense, you know. But I had to check myself and my own personal bias and remind myself that uh if it's important to the suspect, it should be important to us. It should be important to investigators. It should be important to all police. It should be important to everybody. 
because the crime was conducted on the basis of that information, whether it's true or not. Yeah. So if the the suspect loves numerology or thinks reptilians are about to take over the earth, like in that it's important has that belief for some reason has some involvement in this crime, it's important. Or they believe in Odinism. Uh, agreed. I agree. I agree. One hundred percent. But I wonder where those cameras stopped. And I wonder how many other things did Brian Koberger have access to? Yeah, see, that's what I want to know, because I was also curious if he had access to the lab at all. Yes, I I do know nothing. And I know everything. Yes, yes. That is the Thought Riot podcast motto. Um, I wonder how many different things he had access to. Reptile How many different programs? Reptile people are about to take over the earth. Yeah, I mean, I know they are. I'm one of them. There you go, Ian. (laughs) I'm going to try and find... Had access to Crime Lab with camera streams. Yeah, so here we go. So he had access to the Crime Lab database, though. So Idaho murder suspect Brian Koberger's grad program had access to the Crime Lab with camera streams, says Insider. (gasps) A WSU campus insider compared Idaho murder suspect Brian Coburn emergency. to... What? Don't Ian's, say emergency unless Ian it's said, not... Ian said the clip function is gone. Oh. He can't make clips anymore. No way. That's I don't, terrible, I Ian. Try reloading it. I told you it was an emergency. So... Uh, A WSU campus insider compared Idaho murder suspect Brian Koberger to a wolf in a hen house. I go back to what did he have access to? I I would be shocked, you guys, if he had access to cameras in Idaho. Yeah, that doesn't. Yeah, right. Because he didn't have access to police body cam crime lab database in in Idaho. It was specifically Washington because that's where he was going to school and living. Agreed. I I don't get it. I don't understand it. How does that matter for the Moscow crime? Like, how does that give him an advantage? How does that make him a wolf in a hen house? Like... Maybe if he actually did the crime in Washington. Mm. Where's the clip button normally at? Right here. And I think. There's no edit video button.
You yeah. didn't you didn't accidentally change any settings, did you? Do you have one? Do I have what? A clip button? For our own channel? Yeah. For ours or anybody else's. I mean, it has to be a live stream, I think. And no, I don't see one. No, it doesn't have to be a live stream. I don't see one. Um, but yeah, this is interesting, you guys. So Brian Koberger's doctoral program at Washington State University maintains access to crime lab database of police body cam videos as well as live streams from security cameras on and off campus. The programs are referenced on the school's public website and are used to study policing and the complex social interactions between patrol officers and people they encounter, as well as other government functions. The source who works for the university and has direct knowledge of the department is warning that the research tools in the wrong hands could have allowed a sus suspected ender to view unredacted crime scene images, potential videos of uh, death, and even live streams of surveillance cameras with remote controls that allow the viewer to zoom in on faces. The university told Fox News Digital Friday evening that Koberger was not part of the program. Wait. What? Then why are they saying... What? Yeah, I don't know. Whoa, they make him look spooky right there. They always edit his eyes. I know they do. I it's know. so messed up. I know. They try to make him look creepy. I know. I know. It's really crazy. Like, dude, he looks how he looks. You don't got to edit his eyes. Just yeah. So stupid. Yeah. It just makes the mainstream media look bad, in my opinion. I I don't know if people, uh, I don't know if people know that though. Not not everyone, you know, checks that. Checks what? To see if like reasoning behind uh things like warmness of video, uh, you know what I mean. All of that stuff. But uh, I, I found this super interesting right here. So going back to the video, all right. Let's, let's dig into the open doors. You guys ready to dig into the open doors? I so here's my theory. It's it's on all content. Yeah, we what? They're saying that they're having that issue on all content. Yeah, it's cuz we have it selected to allow people to clip our content. Yep. Like I just went and checked the setting. Yeah, so I it, do. Yeah. Anybody can use our content. So it must it has to be a YouTube issue. Yep. So um so I have a theory here, okay? And I talked about it briefly in the video. And that theory is... Gosh, my stomach's hurting. Um, that theory is that when they got on scene, these guys were so over their head 
They had no idea what was going on. Um, they didn't handle or manage the crime scene right. They they didn't conduct the the crime scene lockdown right. Um, and they put that first line tape around the house. They opened up the windows and the doors and everything because it was so hot in there because it smelled like BLOO. Hot. Um, it was freezing outside. It in the house. It was supposedly based on what people say over 80 degrees. Yeah, we've talked about this before. We looked into the comments and everything and pulled up the steam coming from the top and how it would smell. We've gone through all this. Um, so uh I think that the police never being in a situation like this before never having to lock down a crime scene of this magnitude that would require this this type of precision and expertise, I think they made a whole bunch of mistakes, right? I think that kids went in there before EMS arrived. Multiple, multiple kids went in there before EMS arrived. I think EMS came in, did what EMS does, and, and verified the bodies, checked the bodies, did their best to lock down the scene. Uh, cops then arrived. You have multiple officers that are uh, unskilled with dealing with a crime of this magnitude, going into the crime scene, looking around, seeing what's going on. Um, then they open up all the doors because it's 85 degrees in there, 80 degrees in there. It, it smells because it would, you guys. Like There would be a horrible, horrible iron to the point of being able to taste it type smell. Um, and, uh, I think that they made all these mistakes did made all these problems in this house called ISP who didn't end up getting there until like four hours later to the point that the crime scene didn't actually start being worked until 12 hours or more after the crime ISP came in and said, what are you guys doing? Why do you only have the house taped off? Why do you have all the windows open and doors open, allowing the uh, the the moisture air to come in here and mess up the crime scene? That's when you see the second tape come out. That's when you see the patrol cars back out of the driveway uh, and and down the street. That's when you see the the police officers actually standing out front of the scene managing it because ISP has more experience and is conscious of uh reporters and news sources and everything like that so <clears throat> for one the paramedics did not go into the house they were turned away um cops got there first what? EMS never stepped. According to who? Paramedics never stepped According the, to, who? to the cops to Chief Fry. When? <clears throat> um, I don't. I don't remember. I believe that was in the press conference. Are you sure? Yeah, because he also said when they got there, the door was open. Which, if the door had been left open I don't think so. by the perp, we'll have yes, to pull that up. I I know it, but yes, you can pull it up to verify. Um, because in our nine one one video, we said something different. So I just don't know where you picked Not up that we. information from then till now. Not we, because you were going off of somebody's comment or whatever. Yeah. Um, but 
No, I I remember it was in one of the press conferences. I'm pretty positive where he said. I just thought that, that if police got there, then EMS wouldn't have been called. Well, they I think that they showed up like normal okay. because somebody was unconscious. Okay. And that's standard. But when the cops went in there and saw what happened, they were like, no. And no. She, she could totally be right, you guys. I'm not positive on this information. Um, I, I just I, none of us will be able to be sure about this. There is no actual records that are out confirming this. I just thought based what? on. There's nothing out. We don't have like an actual timeline that is signed. This is what happened. We just have what the police said happened. Y yeah. And I just haven't seen that. So I don't okay. believe anybody until I've seen it myself. Okay. And I have information confirming it. But if the door was left open, as implied by Chief Fry, by the perp, then it, there's no way it could have been that hot in there because of how cold it was outside unless I mean, the door was left open not by chief fraud or not by the perpetrator i mean but one of the kids that went in the home like hunter so a door can be open and the house could still be like 80 degrees and here is an example why i don't know where their thermostat is but what if their thermostat is in the kitchen what would that do if the back door is open? You mean to like the rest of the house? Yep, there's only one thermostat. So if the thermostat was in the kitchen and the back door was left open, that heater would be pumping. The like whole time. Pumping, making it 80, 85 degrees in there. And we've already verified this information. You just must have forgot, but... Uh, in some of the first pictures, you can literally see the heat coming out of the windows. It's so hot in that house. We've dug into this already. I don't recall digging into it at all. Yeah, we, we dug into this because we were like, why would they have the heat at 80 degrees? It didn't make sense. It didn't add up. So we went and started looking at pictures. And, and a lot of the pictures that you see on that day... The, the first pictures, right, before the entire streets blocked off and everything like that, uh, the heat is coming out of that house. J-Ray said it's on the bottom floor, the thermostat. J-Ray, you know where the thermostat is? It's kind of funny. Yeah, I've never, I don't remember. He's saying I have heard it that, that it was hot, but I don't remember that. Yeah. We'll have to pull that back up. Yeah, I, I can pull it up. Um, it, it doesn't matter to what we're talking about right now. It doesn't add to the argument of the case. I, I'm just theorizing why they could have opened up the house because that doesn't make sense that they opened up the house except for a lack of experience. Did they think, hey, the cold will keep the scene better preserved? I, I don't know. But the moisture in the air ruins DNA, ruins fingerprints. What should have happened is they should have turned off the air and the heater and closed up every door and window well, yeah. and should have stayed closed unless you were going in or coming out. Because cold would preserve all of that stuff. I, he, heat would ruin it, right? It, it's not even about that based on what I was reading. Um Sure, if you're talking about extreme temperatures. So if you're talking about like 
100 degrees or more, yes, that's bad for any crime scene. If you're talking uh, 32 degrees or less, yes, that's bad for a crime scene. But what's, what's more serious than that is having uh, air that's moving in the house, especially air from the outside. Right, yeah. So um, that's more important than the temperature is of the house. Okay. So um, I just think they got in there and started, you know, making mistakes one after another. ISP came in and was like, what are you guys doing? Spread that police line back. Get the cars at the end of the street and block the street. You know, you've already had the doors open for four hours. We're screwed now, you know? Yeah. Hmm. What what steam pipe, Jay Ray? <clears throat> I think she was just talking about the little thing that comes out of every house. It's like a vent. Uh, what's I don't know what it does to your furnace. I'm assuming. Oh, okay. Yeah, it. It, it was literally coming out of the windows. Out of the windows. So it was a major mistake that they left those doors open, you guys, based on everything in this research that, that we conducted. Um, major mistake. They should have never left those doors open. They should have locked down that house. They put the entire case at the entire evidence of the case at risk. And it it makes me wonder if this is a more realistic expl ex explanation instead of Koberger being a criminal mastermind genius. You know what I mean? Is could there have been evidence in there and and it got corrupted, tainted, messed with? To the point of not being able to use it? Was there actually bloody footprints through the house all over the place that weren't the suspects? Oh, that's a good question, Hapsari. Will the temperature affect the decision on time of death? Uh, that wasn't in anything I was researching, it so would. I don't know. It would affect it. It would? It would. Yeah, I, d I don't know. So I haven't seen anything. Heat would accelerate <clears throat> the decomposition from what I from what I know. I, I, I don't think that. I it don't would. think so. I think that it's just has to do with extremes. Heat doesn't accelerate. So... I mean, the, the total breakdown of the body, if that's what you're talking about, like if you put a body in uh, middle of or uh, it, in down by the equator, would it deteriorate faster than one, a body that's in the North Pole? Absolutely. But we aren't talking about that type of deterioration. We're talking about evidentiary deterioration. And based on what I was researching, it actually said that cold is uh more invasive to evidentiary um bodily evidence whatever than heat is 
Okay, but he they were asking about the bodies. Right, right, right. And I, I got you. Yes. I, yeah. Heat absolutely does accelerate decomposition. Yeah, that's what I I just agreed with you on that. <clears throat> okay, but you it kind of sounded like you were disagreeing. It was confusing. Well, I gave an example that if you put a body close to the equator, it would decomp well, way said, faster than a body up yeah, at the North Pole. Yeah, but you said it it doesn't <laughs> accelerate. Yeah, because but it does. Yes, but we're talking about evidence right now. I know, but they asked a specific question. Yeah. I, I was just clarifying because I didn't know in what regard they were asking that question because of, because they really wanted to know how fast the bodies were deteriorating or how fast the evidence was deteriorating. Mm. So. Yeah, I, I would be curious to see um, studies they've done on evidence like DNA and stuff like that. Uh, to see which conditions were worse, which ones preserved it the best, like high humidity, low humidity. We talked about that, that in there. Um, all of it's bad is what she says. She says all of it's bad, but but the cold and humidity uh, is is worse. Has a shorter time for. I forget the word she used. She used a certain word. That was like uh, like bodily fluids or trace evidence. When it gets to a point where it can't be used anymore, uh, a co cold impacts that worse. Hmm. That's weird. I mean, yeah, I guess it's weird. J just think of like, stuff in your freezer it goes if it's not in a bag and airtight like dude it gets gross quick it changes color like what it does to the cells because that's where decomp starts right it starts cellular and and moves outward um and uh that that's gross yeah freezer burn yuck but any of it's bad. Any of it is. Anything heat too too hot. It's 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 the extremes that are bad. For evidence, yeah. Yeah. The the best scenario based on that expert, and that expert was like one in four in the entire world. Um, said that the best thing you could do is stop any air movement and 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 don't get any of the the outside air into the crime scene. So essentially lock it down. What they should have done is closed all the doors, turned off the AC or heater and uh, locked it down in that way. But I, I can look up that time of death information. I just don't know what could impact that and how much it impacts it. If it gets to a point where it's going to be uh, like, I would assume if you're an expert, right, then you should be able to then uh, figure out what the time of death is based on those exterior factors like the cold, like the heat, like anything, anything included into that, um, you know, problem. Mm -hmm. The way they figure these things out is horrific.
Yeah, I know. It's terrifying, actually. Yeah. But you can donate your body to have them do it to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm sure they do with putting bodies in a freezer. Um, but the the difference is is exposure. I don't think they put a body straight up in the freezer without anything covering it. What? I think that is uh, on point. I don't think they're straight up frozen, though. It's more like a cooler than a freezer. Um, I don't know. They're kept between 14 degrees Fahrenheit and 58. Yeah. Oh, no. That's... And negative 50. Wait. Yeah, so they're frozen. Yep. So decomposition is significantly reduced but not prevented. But at a morgue when they do autopsies, I don't think so. I think that was talking about science things. Yeah, and they, they literally kept the doors open the whole time, you guys. The entire time. Look at that. Nobody's even going in and out. Yeah, you're right, as one. That that's exactly it. The fact that they had these doors open the entire day, the entire day, shows that uh, you know that they were not helping their crime scene. They were contaminating the crime scene from the second they got on scene. You guys, from the second they got on scene. And let me see here. I actually pulled up a picture because we can see on some of the. Hang on. So that right there is contamination, my friends. Look at that. What is that? She put it on backwards. Huh? She put it on backwards. You're supposed to put your booties on and then your gloves. Gloves are always the last thing you put on. I think this is the same lady that has that one video that hang on somebody somebody sent it to us. Give me a second here. Oh, okay, yeah, it's right here. It is that same lady. That lady, this lady Dude, she needs to get 
get it figured out, man. Because what should have happened is these booties should have been put on and then the gloves. While she's putting on these booties, you're at risk of touching your own shoes. Mega contamination. Watch your hands. Touch the ground. Are they, like, packing up to leave, though? I don't know. I'm assuming that's evidence. Touching our pockets. She is e even missing a finger. And her glove. Yeah. And these are, these are crime packs. I wish we could have a closer look to see what's in it. She even touches her face, you guys. And I always want to be careful because this can come off as nitpicking. But if there's one place that I feel like nitpicking should happen is in the crime scene when it comes down to your science. I don't know. I feel like the context matters a little bit. What? Like if they were packing up to leave or not. They were they were opening their crime packs. Yeah, so those were like that was like what do you mean? So you think they were going to collect evidence right after that? Does it matter that crime pack will collect evidence eventually? So if they were walking in the house with that, that's contaminated. If they're going to another crime scene, that's contaminated. She touched the ground and opened up her pack and were touching what looked like. So I, I worked in a tattoo shop for a while and you have these single use bags for, um, for your items that after you put it through the machine of the UV light, the, the buzzer, whatever. Um, and then through that heat sensitive machine, you rebag them into single use bags and they pull apart. That's what that looks like, is that those bags. Mm. And she just touched the ground, and she opened up that pack and started touching it. It's not for sure. I'm just assuming here. I'm assuming based on the tons of evidence that we have. Oh, CH, so they were just arriving when this happened? Oh, that's even scarier. I just hope that she changed them. Yeah. I don't think, I don't know how much the crime, like the, the this out, is contamination the, going in, the external, you know, bag, um, how much of that specifically matters. What? How, cause they're loading all into the back of the uh, pack of a truck. Like the things inside are what matter. But yeah. then she started opening it and touching it. So, yeah, I just I'm confused how you don't see that's a big deal. You know, how many times evidence has gotten moved to other 
if uh who was it that left a comment somebody left a comment about a crime in germany where this girl passed away all right and uh she 10 years later 10 years later they did a they were at a crime scene and this unsolved um homicide had dna from that crime scene at this new one and that that girl's dna that's at that new crime scene had been passed away for 10 years do you know how no because of that that video because somebody had touched something in the pack that pack wasn't used till 10 years later at another crime scene that got cross contaminated and that person's DNA showed up at the crime scene. I don't think people understand, like we're talking trace DNA. Touching the exterior of the pack potentially has cross contamination that goes in that pack. Um, I was just saying that because, you know, when we watched the, um, Idaho state forensic labs DNA thing where they show how to do a DNA swab. Yeah. Um, they didn't put on gloves until after they opened the pack. <laughs> I know. And that was their standard procedure. We watched that. that was their standard procedure because the gloves were included inside the pack. Well, yeah. So they for that pack for. A suspect, not a crime scene, though. That's going to be completely different. That's a single-use DNA test kit. Okay. Yeah, that's that's way different than uh, than like this. And and look, here is that lady again. This is a big deal, you guys, right here. That's massive. You are gloves go on last always, one hundred percent always. Gloves go on last. And yeah, Mikey, always coming in hot. Yes, thank you so much. We watched the chick that sneezed in the house. I I know, I know, I've seen that. That's why I'm confused because, like, when we're looking at this, you don't seem concerned. And this is like, if people want to understand how somebody's DNA that wasn't at the crime scene could have been in the crime scene and could have been on a knife sheath, this is literally it. That's all it takes is this right here. That's it. That is cross-contamination. All she has to do is put on her footies before her gloves. Or I mean her gloves before her footies. That's it. Then she goes into a room and touches something. And some trace uh, evidence that was on the bottom of her shoe went from her glove to the crime scene. Yeah, I wasn't saying I wasn't concerned. I was just talking about the back of the truck. I felt like it mattered what was going on there. Is all I was saying. Like playing devil's advocate. Like what is going actually happening there? It, I don't know. It looks know, like they're getting the packs ready. Because I me. I hadn't seen the whole video. I only see that little clip. Yeah, to me it looks like they're pulling their packs out and getting them ready to be taken in. Yeah, you're right. It does look like that. I know Siege said that was what was happening because he was, other... was going to find the full video. Otherwise, they would not be unzipping the pack and opening it, opening it to prep. They would be zipping the pack and pushing it in the truck. Yeah. So it 
just the fact, like, we saw her grab the ground, you guys, and then open the pack and touch things in that pack. Yeah. We saw her touch her, her own pockets. She grabbed something in her pocket. She touched her face and then touched items in that pack. If people want to try to draw connections of how Koberger's DNA could have gotten on scene, that's how. All uh -huh. that lady has to do is touch a sheath, the exterior of the bag. Like, dude, science does not play. It is not forgiving. It does not give you any leeway. Right there, like this picture, I know I keep saying it, but like that, that's enough. I see what you're saying, but with the, yeah, I mean, that's pretty bad. That is pretty bad. But with the pack On the bottom of shoes? The, my, oh. only, my only question is, well, no, I guess it doesn't make sense. Never mind. Never mind. It I can't make come up with anything to play devil's advocate, but it also could be because I worked in a tattoo shop, and I know how a lot of these things work from working in a tattoo shop. And uh, health... Health department on tattoo shops are jerks, man. They hate tattoo artists. They hate tattoo shops. Cool. They try and find reasons to shut you down. You have to be on top of it. Have multiple gloves that were taken out of the pack while your hands were gloved. You got to only put your machine together when it's gloved. Only take it apart while you're gloved. You're not allowed to touch anything except for other plastic sheeting that was laid out while you were gloved. Like, you know. Well, I was also thinking about, you know, because I have a lot of family in, you know, medicine. Um, but no, I think like I, I would compare this to surgery. OK, do you want your doctor using contaminated gloves while opening the instruments they're about to use to cut you open? Do you even want that risk there? No, 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 you don't. You want them to have on clean gloves. You want them to be fully prepped and everything. I want, yeah. Um, I expect perfection. <clears throat> and do you know why? Because somebody's life's on the line in surgery. Okay. Somebody's life is on the line in this case. And maybe even more somebody's. Let's just go down the rabbit hole of... Uh, and it's not a rabbit hole. It could totally be possible. But let's go down the idea and, and let's chew on the fact that if Brian Koberger is innocent here, it's not only Brian Koberger's life at stake, you guys. Whoever is the true suspect could put a whole bunch of other people's lives at stake if we don't have real justice here. By getting this wrong, by allowing cross-contamination, by allowing a contaminated crime scene, by convicting on a contaminated crime scene, we could be putting a whole bunch of other people at risk of dying. Yeah, we you are. Know? Absolutely. I agree with you. What's to say Brian didn't handle the lab stuff? I don't think that's likely. But I, I agree and understand it. You just remember he he was from Washington and uh this this the crime scene, the main crime scene people who worked this was ISP and it was sent to the Idaho State 
lab in Cordelaine. All right, so let's move on to a different topic. So, so these pictures were taken on the 18th, from my understanding. Okay. Which is what? How many days? Five days? Five or five days after the crime? Mm -hmm. Why are they just now working the exterior of the house five days after the crime? This is what this was the first time they were outside. This was uh the yeah. Uh yeah, this is the outside of the house. Okay. This is the outside of the house and this was done on the 18th and i would expect to see this on the 13th so i'm just trying to figure out and understand why why were they only working the exterior of the house on the 13th or on the 18th after we just learned like the outside air, just the air, contaminates any evidence worse than anything. So it should have been done pretty quickly. It should have been done the same day. They should have had lights out there, light lit up this whole, the whole housing lot, and been going through every inch, in my opinion. Uh, CH said this shows the glove incident. It took them nine days to expand the crime scene to go to back to the back parking lot. Six days to get tracks from the car out front. That's pretty slow, Mikey. Man. Hey, AR. Sorry, I'm losing my voice. <laughs> Talking quietly tonight. So I don't sound like um, a teenage boy going through puberty. The Inquisitor, um, uh, are see you're you're on Discord, right? Can you send that on Discord? Because it's pulling up like a whole bunch. And hey, what's up, AR? Hello, hello. Oh, my Discord's updating. Man. Yeah, I I searched by... It, it's not pulling up that specific video, though. It's pulling up, like, Type drone, homeware. It is, a, it is drone footage. Yeah, but... Oh, okay. Okay. Actually, I think I got it now. Okay. Hold on.
Is this it? Oh, I hope you feel better soon too, AR. It's going around. Everybody's getting sick. And thank you, by the way. Yeah, I appreciate that. And did AR say he was not feeling well? He's sick too. Yeah, I feel like everyone's getting sick all at once. Okay, so this is it. This is the the entire footage of that uh, the cross contamination. Okay. Oh, look. They're just pulling up. That is. Now, what can you say? That's scary stuff, man. And it makes me wonder. One hundred and thirteen pieces of if physical she, evidence. If she had, man. if she had just pulled up, why does she have a finger missing out of her glove? I mean, what? She's just, touching the ground. They're just wearing, and putting her fingers in her pocket. They're, they're just wearing gloves, rolling up to the crime scene, or like, how long was she wearing those gloves? So, ha have you? So I'm assuming the gloves they use. I've worn gloves. Yeah, I know. But there's a very specific type of glove that you wear for tattooing. You can't use the powdered gloves because it can cause uh, allergic reactions. So it has to be the very this very specific type that has no powder on the inside or outside because on the inside of the glove, that powder also comes out and causes people's allergies or whatever. But when you go to put them on, they rip. All the time, all the time. Literally, like all doctors' offices and tattoo shops use the same gloves now. They're they're the ni no. nitro gloves. Yeah, doctors' office can use powdered gloves. Yeah, but they n almost none of them do anymore. Because like none of them. They're the uh... because they're the most allergen safe now. Like they know that latex allergies are like a big thing. So it's pretty rare you see those latex powder gloves anymore. I mean, I see them all the time with work. Oh, she literally just put those gloves on. Yep. Dropped a glove and threw it away. Bro. Oh, man. Yeah, that lady stepped on it. Once you pick it up, you don't... And in the pocket... Watch. Okay, let me go back here. So she just threw that glove in there and touched the bag. Okay, so touch the bag again on both gloves. Now both hands have touched. Wait. So cross contamination. She touches the ground. She picks up the glove. She touches the bag. She touches her pocket. Now with contaminated gloves, she puts her hand in the glove box. Yeah, with all the other gloves. With all the other gloves. I saw that. So technically, every glove in that box is contaminated. Yes. A tattoo shop would get shut down for something like that. You can't pick nothing up off the floor. No. Not happening. No, for sure. You're right. And she touched that bag. Now the other lady's touching the bag. Her hands in her pockets again, bro. What is going on? 
I just want to see what they do next. No, they are not using new gloves. <laughs> And these are their, yeah, these are the testing packs. It looks like that might be elect electrical equipment in there. That might be a camera. Remember, the lady to the right's gloves are contaminated too. And they're about to, what did she just have in her hand? Was she just pointing that other lady? Yeah, it looked like a pen maybe. Okay, let me see. So. They just pulled okay. up. They just pulled up Tennessee. Like they literally just drove up in the truck. The drone showed it. So they hadn't been in the crime scene yet. Yeah. Contamination is so much easier than a lot of people think, man. Okay, so camera. She's going to be the picture taker. So hopefully, I can only hope, you guys. And it without body cam footage of her own, which I think she should be wearing some, if you're doing anything for police work, I think you should be doing body cam footage. But... um Maybe she's the one taking the pictures and the other one is doing the testing. I, I don't know. I can only hope. That's hoping, you know, that's on my wish list. I just want to see if they change their gloves before they go on the crime scene. Dude. But if all the other gloves are contaminated, then... It, it, they contaminated the entire box of gloves. Again, this goes back to 113 pieces of evidence. Physical pieces of evidence. I... After seeing this, I'm even more likely to believe that the reason why they only have 113 pieces of evidence is because they botched the crime scene. I think that they know they botched the crime scene, so they have to lean on other aspects of the investigation. Yeah, hopefully she's just taking pictures, right? And, and look, some of that crime scene botching is nothing they could have controlled. Like the kids going in before they got there. If... If that all happened like that, right, there is nothing police could have done in that situation and in that no. storyline. But if any evidence from on scene is used, anything at, at all, that, and they had a hand in it, that, that footage right there should be enough for the defense to say, whatever they've touched, toast, dude gone and i wish the fbi was leading this crime scene i wish it were the case man the only time we saw full bodies suits 
in the crime scene with faces covered, hair pulled back, and the bodysuits on were when they were using the spray for uh, the latent footprint. Yeah, this is an awesome video. I appreciate you sending this. Those blinds just open? Yeah, I, I don't doubt it, Mikey, that some people blocked you for that. Um, but look. The fact of the matter is, if we're looking at this case objectively, we have to be able to look at all the evidence. And looking at this evidence doesn't mean Brian Koberger is innocent, and it doesn't mean Brian Koberger is guilty. It doesn't mean either of those things. What it means is that we have a messed up crime scene investigator here. A messed up crime scene investigator here. I just wanted to see what date this was posted. It was posted November 19th. Don't know if this was the day it was taken. Do you see any numbers in the back? To see if maybe they laid out the numbers in the back? Mm, no, no, that, that was on the 18th. That other, okay. But look, the crime scene tape is literally only around the house, isn't it? No, no, it's right here to let oh. the cars in. Okay. To let the cars in. And one of the pieces of evidence I had, too, is there's a couple pictures out there, and they're actually kind of hard to find. But the the two cops that were on scene initially, they pulled all the way up in this driveway, which I'm surprised about. I'm mm. I'm surprised that they pulled up all the way. It does go in the back. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So we'll um, see it here in a minute. Because if if you got called that something's going on here, something's wrong here, and you know something's wrong, then why would you taint the evidence that could be footprints or anything else? You know? Yeah. I'm really curious if they had put those numbers down in the backyard yet. Yeah, that, that sucks that people have gotten blocked. Um, our rule is just no bullying and be respectful. We, we should be able, as fellow human beings together, be able to share our opinions without being put down for it. Even if you're on here and I don't agree with you, I'm not going to put you down because you have a different idea. That, that's ridiculous absolutely oh, ridiculous you know i didn't tell you you know no no hate towards this creator because i like chris mcdonough from the interview room i've enjoyed a lot of his work but the other day on stream uh when he had on the lawyer from the gilgo case um john ray uh his audience was telling him echo there's an echo and there was and it was bad like the whole the whole video is echoing and it's really bad 
and the chat is saying echo, echo, echo. And he's like, moderators, I don't know what's going on, but you need to ban all of these trolls. And it's like all of his audience. And they keep going the whole show. And he's just like, he's like mad about it. He probably and just doesn't understand. I know. And a lot of, I saw people in the comments after like ripping him apart. And I'm like, I just don't, I think he's not, He's just an older man. He's he retired. Understand technology. He's re retired, and he just didn't get it. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, I felt kind of bad, but at the same time, like it was kind of crappy not to it. Like, just ask a couple more questions. Yeah. Like, what's going on here? Yeah, yeah. We haven't got to a point where we need mods yet the goal is to have mods you guys but we want to do it um we very want... systematic and yeah. uh pay mods a percentage of the overall income of the podcast um and that way they promote it and, and do everything themselves too to get it heard and out there um so once we get to that point, you know, we'll 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 do it. I don't see any markers in the backyard. Do you? I don't know. I know that there's that a marker is. right behind that. Well then there's markers. Huh? Well then there's markers. No, I'm saying there is one in that picture. So I know there should be one there if there's markers there yet. And I, I can't see any. Whoa. No, not duty, Ron. Oh, I don't know if you're talking to me, actually. <laughs> yeah, Paw Patrol, you were about to get eradicated, all of your people. Yeah, I, I appreciate that, AR. Good looking out. Yeah, thank I you. I think Yeah, that that's awesome and super nice. Um <laughs> I think we're I think we're just gonna do like a percentage across the board, uh, just so that it functions like a company and a business. Um, but uh but we'll keep that in mind for sure. Something could come up. You know, did did you see any on the right? No. Oh man, go back because I wasn't paying attention. I was looking inside the house. I don't see any markers. I don't either. You would be able to see a yellow marker there. I don't know. Would you? I think so. We could always download this and I could warm it up, like make it super warm. You would be able to, they would be able to stand. Man, no, I need I to buy a drone. <laughs> just having a drone like this on hand must be so nice for camera footage of anything. I have a just drone. Just like landscape shots, you know? Yeah. Some nice scenic views in the fall. Like, I don't know anything. I have a drone that carries people. What? A drone that carries people.
Yeah, I know I've seen this video before, Anne. I know I have. I haven't. I'm pretty sure I showed it to you, Brendan. <laughs> Probably. I can't remember if I've seen it. Let me clarify. <laughs> you have six drones, J-Ray? That it, if there's some kind of setup like what you're talking about, unit, um, I I don't think there was some kind of meeting to set up some kind of frame job. I don't think it. I don't think it was an. In, I don't think it was intentionally thought out. I think that if there is any evidence that comes to light that there's any sort of frame. Um, that it was, it just happened to come together from working the case backwards. Yeah. And this is why we want to do it that way. Just as, hmm. um, <clears throat> that there's a lot of, there's a lot of issues with mods sometimes when, especially when you're just getting started out. Yeah. And we just want, we want to, you know, to be fair, it to be fair. And you feel like your time is valued. You're, yeah. you're invested and also make sure that the people who are moderating like want this chat to be as inclusive and fun uh to be in as we do yeah you know mm -hmm. we don't want any drama like with moderators or anything like that paying someone creates buy-in it is also beneficial for a business model um you get to do certain things uh around finances and things like that when you do that so i've wondered what that is over there do you guys know what that is what where over here i've seen it in multiple pictures does anyone know what this is right here kind of reminds me of like a grill cover a grill or a bean oh a grill that's like, covered in snow okay that, yeah like a little mini like one set down yeah and it's got a cover on it and it's yeah. got a uh, snow on it or a beanbag chair oh it's a dog bed okay oh okay it looks kind of small for murphy though no but <laughs> uh, i i mean no i think that could be like A.R. Hayes said, uh, okay, sold, pay me. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> we got to get to full-time first. Once we get to full-time, then uh, we can start talking about it. But I feel like we have a little bit further to go than single creators because we have two people here, you know, that have to supplement income. But uh, the reason why I'm, I was so curious about up here is because in the video of my commission of the crime, um, I would have came from up here. That That's where I would have came from. I would have entered through this right here, this wall. I would have grabbed two of these posts, probably like right here and right here, and then shimmied up. And then that would have been where I got ready right here in that darker area. 
You know what? I didn't even realize that in our thumbnail, that lady you're talking about that um, was cross-contaminating or yeah. whatever, she's in the thumbnail yeah. right there. Yeah. filters on us you changed no i didn't did too i didn't i did on that one no on both of them the faces are i really didn't doled out there's no color this is really good footage though <clears throat> It is good footage. Yeah, and these pipes where that steam was coming out, uh, someone correct me here. I know someone will know, but they're colored for a reason. Uh, I think that the black pipes are uh, plumbing, right? Plumbing would know. It is black for plumbing. Plumbing? I think. I think that plumbing still has to have a uh uh it has to have air to to be able to drain to and it, exactly Tennessee and you know we love you girl love your input yeah always that's exactly right what did Jeff say see the lever showing if it's locked or unlocked I I think that it's semi or uh, people believe that the lower sliding glass door doesn't lock because of this. So where are we at? We're at 13. Okay. Hang on. Because of these, oh. I think that is evidence that, that we aren't hearing from a statement, right? Because talk is cheap. Um, that this door doesn't lock. I think if this door locked, this wouldn't be there. I also think if this door locked, I don't know if they would have the confirmation tape on there. Um, Jerry said, yeah, one's gas, one's water. Plumbing said vents. CH said plumbing vents. Okay. Uh, black for sewage waste, maybe. Okay, yeah. Black is plumbing. I thought black was for plumbing. Black is plumbing, silver's air. Okay. Bro, they took the door handle. I isn't what? that the handle right here? Yeah, it kind of looks like the handle, Jay Ray. But did they take this, I wonder? Oh, that part of it? Maybe. You know what's interesting? So have you guys seen? Oh, you know what? I can find it real quick. Hang on, give me one second. I've always wondered this, and I haven't brought it up. Give me one sec here. What? Okay, so it which if that door doesn't lock, this is pointless though. <clears throat> All right, 
completely pointless. Um, but I always wondered from this picture when everyone was focused on like the food delivery and the food bag or whatever is this looks like it could have happened from someone coming in that window because it's knocked over this way. Yeah. So what could have happened is a foot. You know what I mean? A foot came across that and pulled it down. And the reason why I was wondering that is because if you if you're planning to do this crime, right, you need to make sure that you're able to get in in order to make sure that you're able to get in. You have to get in the house somehow and then unlock a window, unlock a door. If the upstairs, uh, if the upstairs room with the slider doesn't have anyone living in it, then you could unlock that and then go out that bottom door. But. I know Jeff said yesterday he believed that was from investigators. This? Uh, but I don't I don't know where we've seen any confirmation saying why that plant was spilled. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I have a friend e who's seen photos from Derek Shook, Fox News Digital. My friend said it was police that bumped the plant causing the dirt. It and it could be. It just made me wonder. Is all I. I don't think that. I think that. I think that whoever did this crime had been in this house before. I think that it would be. I. I feel like whether you think he's guilty or whether you think he's innocent, you believe most people believe that this was planned out. This was intentional. And there was some kind of plan to it. So in order to be able to do it in this amount of time, he did not randomly break into this house. So it, that is impossible, literally impossible. In the time frame of mainstream media, he did not randomly pick a house, randomly break in, and randomly do this crime. Impossible. Whether you think he's guilty or whether you think he's innocent. Therefore... There's some level of planning there. So even if you think he's guilty, if Koberger's the guy, then he had to have gone in this house before, previously, at some time, to guarantee a way in. Now, here's an example, okay? So if I wanted to rob a place, if I wanted to rob a business, all right, what I would do is I would go in the business during business hours and unlock windows in bathrooms and key areas where I think closers would miss them, like people who are closing the business. Then I would come back at a, at a time when no one is there, or in this case, when, when everyone's asleep and uh, enter in those unlocked areas. I think that whoever did this, whether it's Koberger, whether it's not Koberger, someone entered in here and created a way for them to have a guaranteed entrance point. So in this situation, let's say nobody's home, all the cars are gone and I'm setting up this crime. Then you just need to check all the windows, right? You need to nonchalantly check all the windows. If someone comes by and they're like, what are you doing, dude? Oh man, they aren't home. And I left my ID inside or whatever. You know what I mean? So you enter in there and you pick like three uh, areas where you're going to leave it unlocked to re-enter at a later point. 
Yeah. Or someone with the code. The front door code? Yeah. That front door is so sketchy, though. So. What do you mean? I, I've never been military. I've never been police. Uh, I, I've never been anything like, like that. Any job, anything I've been a part of that had anything weird to do like this wasn't, there wasn't training to be conducted in a repetitive fashion like military and police. Okay. Um, Hmm. and, uh, so when I'm thinking about this crime, my last choice would be the front door. Just because of eyes on you? Because of eyes on you, because uh, that's where people expect to have someone come in. That is burned into our brains that when people come into your home, they come in the front door or one of the doors. They don't come in the third floor door. And one benefit of entering a location like that is doing something unexpected, catching people uh, on their toes. So even if they did hear you, their automatic re- thought isn't to go check the third story slider. If they heard something and they were like, what, is someone in here? They wouldn't run up to the third floor slider. They would check the other doors first, therefore giving you an advantage. Hmm. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, <clears throat> do you think a magnet could pull a lever down on a sliding glass door? No. No. Mm-mm. No, there's ways to get indoors, you guys. I I could I can enter any door. It doesn't matter what it is. I can get in. I mean, any door, any swinging door, not glass slider. Glass sliders are different. Glass sliders are actually more secure. What if you're not gonna break it, Jeff? There is a code pad on the front door, though. We saw pictures of it, right? Mm-hmm. There is one. Yeah, uh, all it takes to get in a door. I don't. I don't even know if I should. No, you shouldn't be saying. No, just stop. Don't say it. It's not what you would think, and and you know those locks too. I can get indoors with those slider locks and the flap locks. I don't know why you even said that. So that people get a dog. I want people to be safe. So if someone can get in there, then lots of people can get in. Yeah, that's true. There's a reason. So you should just have a door full of locks. Windows full of locks. Mm -hmm. Literally around the frame of the window. No, you shouldn't. You should have a dog and local network cameras, meaning like they're they're not dependent on your Wi-Fi. And hidden cameras. Because everyone cases. Nobody just does a crime at random unless they have some kind of uh, psychotic break. So normally you can tell when, you know, something's coming. Just lock yourself in. Yeah. Just a dog, man. 
dogs are good for mental health. They're good for safety. They're good for a lot of things. Oh, look at all those popos. How high do you think the kitchen stop? The kitchen window? Yeah. Like, how easy do you think it would be for you to crawl up in there? How high is that? Easy. How high Piece is that? Piece of cake. Uh, if I had to guess, I would say four and a half feet. Off the ground? Yeah. I think that's four and a half feet. From here to here, I think it's four and a half feet. Hmm. Okay, then. Yeah. Yeah. That do hidden cameras. Do uh you do cameras that you can see on entrances to combat like crazies that are just trying to like enter your house to see if it's unlocked. Uh and then you do hidden cameras on the sides. Why is that pole painted red right there? I don't know. You know that tree right here drops red berries that stains the ground red? Uh-uh. Yeah. So at, if you're like a CSI, a crime scene investigator, it would... Good luck trying to find... BLO, you know? Yeah. They're all painted red. Hmm. Weird. I was just curious why. <laughs> Men's work booths? Yeah. Special order, like size 20. Yeah, those berries are a pain, man. I'm sure people pointed out this too, right? The screen. I wonder why the screen's knocked out. If that was investigators or what. I was curious about Th that. This screen lifts. I bet you anything. I, I can't know without being there, but I bet you this screen lifts up. I agree, unit. 113 pieces feels wrong. Whoa, that thing's got some lift on it, man. Yeah, the drone? Yeah. I know. Jeez. It, it, it was helpful for me when I first saw this, understanding the layout of those apartments in front and off to the side. Hey, just Debbie, just subbed. Welcome. 
Super stoked that you're here. What the heck? I forgot to post that earlier, you guys. If you're on Reddit, join us. Hit us up on Reddit. And uh, and make sure you add or join the, the sub Reddit of uh, Brian Koberger Moscow. Yeah, this is really good footage. I'm I'm really glad you sent that over. Is there anything else catch? No. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. So, going back to The evidence, I mean, you guys, I, I think there's so much, so, so many different reasons why there could only be 113 pieces of evidence. Yeah. So many. There are. It just comes down to the fact of, of who's the reason. Is law enforcement the reason? Or is Brian Koberger or whoever the suspect is the reason? Yeah, here. Did I not show that picture of the markers in the back? Hang on, guys. Uh, I'll show you what I'm talking about. I know that this was done on the 18th. This was on the 18th. And they're what's interesting is they're wearing booties back here. That that's another one of the key what? key things that I was pointing out that they're wearing booties back here after the entire day and the next day uh law enforcement investigators we're walking all over here with no masks, no booties, no nothing, nothing hmm. trampling and all over the crime scene, the exterior parts of the crime scene. And and I think exterior would be able to tell a lot. That's where you're going to get shoe prints in the ground. Maybe it's it was pretty cold, so the ground could be frozen, but. Uh, if you're going to get it from somewhere, right? If they, if they walk through, like, look at, look at all these leaves, right? One of the benefits to, to fall is there's a bunch of leaves and, uh, and grass and all kinds of stuff on the ground. Somebody that that's probably competent enough to know what that looks like could target the footprints. Don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. I For wouldn't sure. be able to do that, but I'm sure someone could. I appreciate you searching for a CH, but, um, yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, I am so curious. I don't see a cigarette, butt there, I don't see anything there. I'm curious what they're looking at there. And that's that lady that had the camera that dropped the glove. <laughs> 
Is I, she taking pictures of maybe. it? It is. She has the same haircut and this color one, of hair. Right? No, this, this? is that's the one that okay. dropped the glove. It's the hair. I know the hair. Okay. Okay. She had that undershave and on the side she has like that little design shape. Yeah. In. Yeah, Bobby, I think I think that you're right. We we always just bring up this topic carefully because uh, you know, the the roommates that are still alive are a soft topic for some and for others they're not. Um, but uh yeah, whether intentional or unintentional, if you're on the side that you believe Brian Koberger's guilty, or if you're on the side that you believe he's innocent, they absolutely could be the reason that the crime scene's contaminated 100 percent Because uh there were kids in there. We know this part for a fact based on Fry's statement around some of the other individuals in the area and uh and hunter uh both hunters um there were other kids in the house before law enforcement so yeah i think that dylan mortensen and bethany funk could absolutely be the reason for a contamination however i don't think the police helped it any i think that we've seen multiple pictures through tonight and the video that we just posted that show that there were a lot of mistakes. And one, one reason why I wanted to point out those glove management behaviors where we saw her put on her gloves and then her booties, massive, major, huge no-no, is because that's a behavioral practice that's repetitive. So... Yeah. If we catch her doing it once, there is. I would place my bet on her doing it again. And then how many more times was it done? Yeah, if not every time. If not every time. Her name is cross contamination, Clara. Right. <laughs> That's super funny. Um, <clears throat> and she's touching her face like after working in a tattoo parlor before multiple like heavily invested in it um the these behavioral trait or these uh these uh what am i thinking the word i'm thinking um i don't know i'm not on the ball tonight with thinking of yeah, your words the, yeah these these practices okay these procedures best, these best practices Okay. Um, with glove and cross contamination are hard hardwired into you. You you do them so much, you do it without thinking. You can have a full on in depth conversation and be doing them the right way, but she yeah. doesn't. She does not. Um, I saw a question here that I thought was interesting because I never heard this. Wasn't there something at the beginning about a map of the house layout found on the ground? Whoa, that that would be interesting. I don't I've never heard that. But you got to remember, guys, that we've only been doing this for like four or five months. We we weren't creating content when this case was first out. So we're catching up. But that would be wild that would be crazy j ray said no ch said no let me see if there's any other lulu love said no pictures 
That is a click on that one. This one. That's a big one. Um, that people talk about because they believe there's a BLO, as you put it, running down those cabinets. Back what there, here? Right there. I know Crime Sleuthin said that she debunked it and proved it was a shadow. Hmm. Interesting. I though. mean, I think this one is a big deal because of how much evidence is on here. Like, I've never in my life heard of an investigation where you have multiple people, multiple homicides, and every single one of those food sources are not tested for DNA. I've never heard of that. What should have happened? Yeah, you're right. What should have happened is just to verify this should have been tested and confirmed as one of the victims. This should have been tested and confirmed as one of the victims. This should have been tested right here and confirmed as one of the victims. This should have been tested and confirmed as one of the victims. This too. Like, all of these things should have been confirmed and tested as one of the victims. And if it's not, if it's somebody else's DNA and you find out whose DNA it is, then you pull them in for questioning and say, Hey, why were you at the house? What time were you? What was the last time you were at the house? What were you doing at the house? Did you eat or drink anything at the house? Uh, about what time was that? Do you have any evidence that it was during this time? Do you have any pictures of you eating or drinking during this time? Like that's, that's proper casework. Hmm. And that none of this was collected. <laughs> none of it. I don't understand. So wait, is that the DoorDash order and the drink that are on the sink? And the soap? On on the other... Yeah, look. Hang on. I have that picture pulled up somewhere. You just, just, had, you just had both of them. I did? Yeah, the DoorDash order. Not here, order. though. This. Look, the drink, the soap, the DoorDash order. Yep. And so, then go back. Drink, soap, DoorDash. So look at, you can see the soap is right here. The drink, the DoorDash order, the soap. Oh, yeah. Is that the soap right there? Yeah. What? Why was it moved? Do you see the plant anywhere? That is weird. Is I don't see the, the I don't. Oh, is that the plant? Okay, go back to the other one real quick. Is it a white? It is the plant. Oh. And didn't collect it? I hope it got moved because they were testing these things one yeah, at a time. But which one was it? Which? Which? Um, what was its starting point? Did it originate at the sink or originate at the table? I mean, I think it originated at the sink because of the dirt that's next to it. What? The the plant dirt. Why does that have to mean that, though? I mean, I guess it doesn't, but... It... Tara said the table was empty, so 
I, I with the soap in the plant, it actually makes more sense to me that it was moved from the window to the yeah to the table. Yeah. Yeah. That may that's what just makes sense to me, but yeah. Whoa, what was that picture? Oh, okay. It looked creepy at first. Yeah. And I think it was CH, right, that uh that sent me the evidence of FBI officers that were involved in this. Uh I'm gonna watch that soon. I apologize for not being I haven't watched any content in the past week, you guys. I haven't felt very good. But uh, I, I think there is so much evidence here. So much. And I'm sure there are content creators out there, you guys, that have probably touched on a lot of this before. I don't know. Um, but... This is evidence. This is real evidence, real picture evidence that this crime scene was not being managed correctly. The, the doors were open multiple hours, all the way open. There were two different windows that were open multiple hours. We have evidence and proof that um, the moisture from the outside in the air can deteriorate and contaminate a crime scene mistakes we have evidence that you know bigger is better well they started smaller they wrapped the tape around the house and then later expanded it meaning more than likely everything from the 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 inner layer to that outer layer is potentially contaminated we have Multiple cross-contamination errors and issues when it comes to the gloves that we just watched. Um, major issues there. Um, multiple pieces of drinkware, cups, food well, that in almost every other investigation, and we've even covered cases where People were caught and or questioned and let go and all kinds of stuff because they used a cup at one of their crime scenes because they used a fork, a knife, a plate. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. So one other thing is don't do you think they should be driving up in the driveway like that? No, no, I don't think so. I don't think so either. I don't think that they should be doing that. Um you don't know who drove in that driveway and there's tire tracks. You don't know who walked through that driveway footprints. and there's footprints or, you know, a blood trail or anything like that. Um, so I think that them driving up into that driveway was more contamination of the crime scene. I agree 100%. And you're right, TC. Cop cars are all over that parking lot and we're the whole time from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. And that's something I forgot to post you guys. So we do have a couple memberships only videos out there with more on the way. Um, if you want to become a member, that's awesome. That's amazing. Some of the content that we made members only is uh, where we're talking specifically and directly about other content creators content because we don't want to take their views from them um, or content that YouTube doesn't necessarily promote within their algorithm. Um, so that's on there. 
And uh, if uh, everybody knows, everybody knows that YouTube is so unreliable when it comes to notifications. And one way around the notifications, you guys, is Patreon. And on Patreon, we do have a free tier. We are not trying to squeeze anybody for money. But we're open about our goals. Our goals are to go full-time, and anything that you help or support financially, we appreciate that. But we're not going to treat you any different either way. If you want to help us and support us get to full-time, which means more content for you and uh, more live streams, uh, even better quality content, having more time to invest in it, we appreciate you and you're amazing. If that's not something you can do, don't sweat it. You're you're still all Thought Riot podcast. You are Thought Riot podcast and that doesn't change whether you can afford to help support or not. Um so if you would like to join on there to have that additional content and get notifications and alerts, by all means, please do. We appreciate you. <clears throat> now Patreon and Discord are the for sure's notifications. YouTube is unreliable, unreliable, but Discord and Patreon are the reliable ones. Now, there's a lot of talk out there that Discord is like a scam to get money. It's not. You don't get charged nothing in Discord. Nothing, nothing, nothing nope. in Discord. Totally free. Um, yeah. Hey, and Tommy, absolutely. And if no one's in that position to help, get it. Completely understand it. No, just being here, commenting, liking, that's enough help. Yeah, something free that you can do that helps a ton is liking the video, is commenting. That stuff helps so much, you guys, so much, so, so, so much. So, you know, if if you want to help us out in another way, that's incredible. But if you don't want to do any of it, that's okay, too. You can still hang out and be part of Thought Riot Podcast. Yeah, it is absurd. I don't know why there's this idea that content creators that have uh, a Discord are like trying to squeeze money from people. I, I don't know. I've heard multiple people say it, and I've seen stuff on Twitter and whatnot, but it, if if we can charge people on Discord... I don't know how. It, I don't even know don't, if that's possible. Yeah, I don't know how <laughs> <You either>. know? <clears throat> No, it's not censored. It's not censored. But um, we control that. And the rule is on Discord, since we're a true crime-focused community, no politics and no bullying. No politics and no bullying. So that is our goal in Discord. Um but we understand that sometimes true crime and politics overlap. We get it, but um, we do the best we can to keep it no politics on there. I love that uh, t-shirt idea, uh, just saying I am Thought Right Podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah. That is a really good one. Really, really, really good one. Thank you, Unit. Yeah. Great suggestion. 
that statement we made a while ago i wanted to get a t-shirt made that had that on the back what here let me see if i can find it real quick oh yeah ch you're right there's people who set it up to where you only get access to the discord if you become a member or a patreon member and then you get the invite link really yeah a lot of people have done that i have seen that actually you're oh right. weird but we don't do that no so. no we want a community um, of anyone and everyone, you know? Yeah. Where is that post that I put? The one where it's the rant about we are all Thought Riot Podcast. I don't know. Hmm. <laughs> That's how you get my OnlyFans leak. That's funny. <laughs> That You're funny. funny. You're funny, plumbing. You crack me up. Yeah. Your friends just I, said, my friend also said the dirt on the counter was tipped over by police. I have a picture of the pot in the window still from November 13th and was tipped over on November 14th. Interesting. All right, Jeff. My ver friend verified I was wrong. It was definitely from the sink to the table with the items. Well, thank you for clarifying, Jeff. You're the man. Oh, this is it. You are fantastic, okay, Jeff. So we appreciate it. This is what I was thinking about putting on the back of a t-shirt. Right here. We are a community. We are made up of a collective of thoughts, ideas, opinions, and voices. We are not right. We are not wrong. We are. The people decide our content and our direction. Everyone has a voice and a willing to ear, ear to listen. We are all Thought Riot Podcast. Well, I wouldn't put on a t-shirt the people decide our yeah. content. Yep, yep, yep. I would take out... The people decide our direction. Yep. Everyone has a voice and a willing ear to listen. We are all Thought Riot Podcast. Yeah. Yep. Too many words. Yeah, it's the back of a t-shirt, though. No, know. I was... No, I wanted it all over the whole thing from, like... Oh, like a bunch of, like, lettering, like, yep. in a design that looks cool. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. Yeah, there will be more simple ones, too, eventually when we get there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah absolutely you guys really think that's a lot for a t-shirt <laughs> i see t-shirts with quotes on it a lot disclaimer t-shirt yes that's great though i like the idea of a disclaimer t-shirt yes <clears throat> yeah because the disclaimer is pretty gnarly our disclaimer that legal put together we should add more words you're right plumbing where is our disclaimer it's probably time to put it back up again um put it on a mega pint yeah there you go yeah when when lawyers gave the disclaimer, I was like, whoa. Maybe I just needed to warm up my vocal cords, Marietta. I don't know. Because my voice it is sounding a little bit better. Isn't that weird? Really weird. Oh, yeah. I think it's been too long since the disclaimer. 
Oh, there it is. Yeah. Disclaimer. You don't put that at the bottom of every video? Oh, wait. Actually, I think I do. I was about to say, I'm surprised you don't. Yep. The disclaimer and the liability release. But, um, but yeah, we appreciate all of you. I don't even know what I posted here, but for those of you, I know that I always need to post this because our Twitter is the only handle that is forward slash thought riot pod. Everything else is forward slash thought riot podcast. So, um, if you want to join the free Patreon for alerts, please do. It's right there, forward slash Thought Riot Podcast. Please join the Twitter. Um, it's probably taken the most time to get moving with forward slash Thought Riot Pod. Um, we also have, we're on all social media, you guys, literally everything. So um, there is our Facebook and another big one is our Reddit. So make sure you join our Reddit. I think I posted it earlier, but oh man, an onion and honey, and then what? Eat it. What? What are you talking about? Soak an onion and honey and bingo. What do I eat it? Eat what? The onion soaked in honey. But yeah, I've been sitting here uh, sucking on cough drops the whole time, and I wasn't before I got on here, so. Oh, an onion and honey? I don't like honey. But I've been eating cough drops this whole time. Yeah, Ian told me warm apple cider vinegar. I usually do salt water gargles. It's what I normally do. All right, everybody. That is it for tonight. I hope you guys walked away from here learning something like I did. A lot of this I had no idea. I only learned because we covered this. Like literally every topic we cover. Um, there's only been a few topics where I've entered the conversation or video knowing what it was about and not having to learn something, which I love. I, the whole point for doing this is to learn with you guys it, or investigate and then share, you know, um, it, it is an investigate and share community. And uh, you guys are amazing. We are all thought riot podcast. I should I should say that statement every time. You're right, Marietta. I do need a, a cool mist humidifier. And okay, I don't eat the onion. I eat the honey after it's been soaked in the onion. Mm. Got it. So Thought Riot Podcast. We are our community. We are made up of a collective of thoughts, ideas, opinions, and voices. We are not right. We are not wrong. We are. The people decide our direction. Everyone has a voice and a willing ear to listen. We are all Thought Riot Podcast. Bam. Mic drop. Well, maybe Wednesday we'll get to them uh, emptying the house because I think that's interesting, CH, to look at the full timeline. Yeah. You're right. That's, yeah. I we agree. totally should. Yep. But thanks for being here, everybody. Thanks for the input. Um, you know? It was a good stream tonight, despite me feeling like crap. 
and you feeling like crap and me having no voice. Yeah. It turned out pretty good. Yeah. We appreciate all of you. This is Thought Riot Podcast. And remember, we are on every platform internationally, worldwide, and would love your support, free support. So just a rating and a comment on this show, the True Crime Talk Show, and Thought Riot Podcast, True Crime and Criminal Culture. We're on Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon, every other podcast in between. We've actually ranked top five nationally in true crime in two different countries already with a ton of views. So um, you guys helped us do that. So we appreciate you for that. It's not our win. It is our win, you know. Um, and uh, like your guys' win with us. Um, so we appreciate all of you. My name is Brendan. I am Malia. And it's hot dog time. No.